French fried potatoes. One potato, two potatoes, three potatoes, four, five potatoes, six potatoes, seven potatoes, one potato, two potatoes, three potatoes, four, five potatoes, six potatoes, seven potatoes, more. Potatoes. Welcome to the Potato League Podcast with your hosts, Dan and Tom. Thanks, TJ. Thank you, TJ. Welcome to, ooh, we're loud. No, we're not. Okay, uh, welcome to episode 340, God, we just talked about that I uploaded it, 42, oh, okay. 342. Hold on, I can check real quick. Yeah. 342. Uh, the last one, we, um, I listened to it back uh, while I was making my lineups yesterday, and we, we are a little bit loud. Eh. Or maybe I am. Uh, and, like, the new things that we talked about, we didn't really talk about them for that long. Because you, like, watched Fast X and didn't really have much to say about it. Mm. You watched... You Still had, don't. You, <laughs> you had watched uh, uh, Wick 4. Mm-hmm. Didn't have too much to say about it. Uh, we talked mostly... The things that we talked the most about were... We actually talked a lot about Marvel and DC. Because uh, Colin and I had rewatched the Bat, the Nolan Batmans, and that led to us talking about other yeah. DC adjacent things. Um, and you would watch Quantum Mania. Mm. We talked about that for a minute. We talked about uh, Stephen King book collections for a little bit. Oh yeah, uh, so, I remember none of this. Yeah, I, I didn't really, and neither had I. Um, so I, I, I didn't have a, this all goes to say when I uploaded, finally uploaded that September 3rd episode yesterday on October 8th, um, I didn't pick out a thumbnail, but I don't even think when you play it, the thumbnail that I choose comes up. I think just our thumbnail comes up. Yeah, the logo is usually what pops up, at least when I, on, whenever I, when I listen to podcasts on here, it's always. So like that extra five minutes that I take searching for a picture and then putting yeah. the, uh. Uh, like I'm cur- currently listening episode. to the Pure Cinema podcast, and it's just it's just there. Regular. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. Anyway, I guess I would have to change our logo every Why week. Why put all that imagine. work into it? Damn it! <laughs> uh, it looks good though when you look at the, and I guess I'm the only one that can see it when you look at the episodes on Podbean, which I still, however many years later, still do not. Uh, I have to look for stuff every single time. Yeah. I never can go right to what I want because... If you had asked me who hosts us, I would have not been able to remember Podbean. It's really frustrating. It's been forever since I've been on there. Like, I don't even know... I, I just click around until it shows me the option to add a new episode. See, like, I'm just kind of... See, now I'm back at the fucking login <laughs> screen. Uh, nope, don't want... Oh, look, see that? Hey, new episode. Oh, wait, path podcast dashboard, I think, is what I want, actually. It's not. <laughs> See? It's like this every time. Episode list? Oh, almost. Uh, yeah, so I named that last one Rewatching Batman Fast X, Wick 4, and King Books. Anyway, uh, all of the past episodes are now uploaded. Uh, we're on We're on to, this is a fresh new episode. Dan has made a list yeah. of the, we actually are going back to old days when we used to make lists of stuff. That's what it kind of made me, it made me remember that time we did, like, the Top 100 Horror Movies episode. Okay, yeah. And which I think done that since, that was, like, 2016 or 17 we did that. To date, it is one of our most downloaded episodes. Yeah, people tend to like lists. Yes. That one actually has, like, hundreds of downloads. Yeah. Wow. Whether anyone listened to it or not is another story. 
So I just looked back since September 3rd. You've watched like 40 movies, which is about your average output. <laughs> yeah, I've been cranking them out since October started. <clears throat> I've been going in spurts. Like I had uh, strap a couple weeks ago. Tilly's got strap now, so it's just it's just raging through the house. Um, and in that like two day span while I was home, I watched a bunch of Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. Um, let's start there. Okay. <laughs> uh, I also watched some other stuff. I watched uh, after. Uh, oh no, I guess that was. Um, I had already watched that when we recorded last time because it was September 3rd. I watched Asteroid City. Uh, really enjoyed that. That's a fun film. Did you um, know he has like five short films on Netflix? Yes. What the fuck? I haven't watched any of them yet. I haven't either. But I know they're there. But like, what the fuck, Netflix? Yeah. Don't yeah. ever tell us. Yeah. I wouldn't have known if people hadn't started talking about it on Twitter. And then they're like, did you do know that there's like a 40... And it's not like five-minute short films. It's like 45-minute short Yeah, films. they're like television episodes. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember where it first came across my radar, but it was not Netflix. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember where I saw it first. Probably on... It's like, what are you doing to us, man? Come yeah. on. Uh, I then watched Parasite. It's still Parasite. Um, I watched the Kelsey documentary on Amazon Prime. Kelsey's are blowing up right now. Every pretty much they're kind of popular at the moment. Pretty much since the Super Bowl, um, they're they're look. America loves uh, siblings that are both playing a professional sport. I guess because they were they, they do were really like into the Mannings. I'm um, even like uh, the AL uh, Wild Card series had like the two low brothers. One plays oh, for yeah. the Tampa. One plays for Tampa Bay. One plays for Texas. And no one cares about those guys. Sorry, guys. I was gonna no say, one really cares about... Nobody cares about baseball. Yeah. That's that's the real problem. No one gives a shit about baseball. That is true. Uh, which is too bad. Cause I used to love baseball, but I just don't... It's not fun to watch anymore. Or maybe it is. It's gotten better with the new rule changes. I, I, I did st- hear that. I still hate the six fucking teams make the playoffs. Yeah. Because... And this has happened... It's like making traction right now, because three out of the four number... like top teams lost their first divisional series game because they had five days off. Yeah. While the wild card teams got momentum. Yeah. You know, because, like, this is what the Phils did last year, and the Phils came in and, like, handed, like, first team to shut out the Braves since, like, 2001 in Atlanta. Yeah. With their third best pitcher. Yeah. And now they've got to face Nola and Eflin coming up, so the Braves are, like, panicking. But this is what the Phillies did last year. They built momentum by winning the wild card games and then just kept parading through all the way to the World Series. And people are, like, going back and checking out, like, since they've started the six teams, the, the number one seeds lose They don't do a well. Lot. And I get a lot of people like, well, you got rest and you get to put, put your number one and your number two starters up. Yeah. It's like, yeah, but you also had five days off. Baseball is a... For when you play... When you, like, one day off a week is a big deal during the season and yeah. other times you're playing, like, 14 <clears throat> games in a row. Right. You get in a... Imagine you get in a, a routine. Right. And take it five days. It's like, fuck, man, I get it. It's almost like everyone on the team is coming back from an injury. Yeah. Because you didn't play for... Yeah. Like, I've been sitting out for a week. And also, I mean, th- I, I take this as a Cubs fan, and they didn't get eliminated to, like, the second-to-last game this year. I don't like six teams making the playoffs, because then teams that are 83 and 79 right. almost make the playoffs. And I'm sorry. Yeah. 83... You should be at least a minimum 90-win team if you're making the playoffs. Unless yeah. you're the division winner. 
Yeah, because I mean, that all, happens every once in a while. Every once in a while, you'll get a division <clears throat> winner who is barely above 500. The yeah. AL Central this year was like that. Yeah. I remember in the past, it was the AL West would be yeah. borderline, mm-hmm. you know, 80-win teams uh, that were winning the division. Yeah. But again, we don't need more than four playoff teams. Yeah. We don't. Per. Yeah. Per. Because yeah. that's enough. That's enough. I get it. There's money. Oh, those, yeah. those wild card games bring in fucking money. Because, like, the games stream on, like, fucking HBO Max now. They do? Yeah. That's awesome. Co- yeah, cool, but it's like... Remember when they were just on NBC and yeah. <laughs> and shit? You could watch them for free. There is... Now you got to have, now you gotta have ma- a Max subscription <laughs> to watch the Divisional Series. There is a good job using the proper uh, Ugh, name fucking, for the service. I died a little every time I fucking do that. <laughs> I still refuse to say X. I just, oh, well, I will never I just, I just did it, but uh, I I still... usually only do it if I'm going like... Because <laughs> no one knows what you're talking about. No. You know, because it's literally a variable. Yeah. It could stand for anything. It's the oh. first thing you learn in algebra. X can mean anything. It just fucking dawned on me yesterday that the idea behind it was likely to brand it along with SpaceX. Is that... Who the fuck knows? And Does that it, sound like it makes then sense? Then call it Internet X or something, you know? <laughs> call it Twitter X. Twitter. Well, Twitter X just sounds like uh, X-ray porn Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> um, but again, I don't <clears throat> understand why. I will say in, for baseball, uh, there is still nothing like playoff baseball. No. I watched a... Um, it was like a two-minute video of... Uh, a home run, a uh, Phillies home run during the wild card. I don't remember who it was. It, could, it, it was either was it the Grand Slam? Yes. Okay, so it wasn't Bryce Harper's, which was also fucking awesome. Uh, the Grand Slam, they did it with no announcer voices. Just, it was just crowd only, and it's fucking amazing. It's, it's the loudest stadium in the league, and it goes on for two minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's still like nothing like uh, playoff baseball. I agree when <clears> it comes <throat> to stuff like that. Yeah, and you know they might not have made it if. There was if there was only four teams. I actually I don't think they would. Mm. Yeah, I don't. I have no idea. I'm not sure if they would have. It would have been close. Yeah. So I do like that part of it, but at the same time, I did base, see the baseball shouldn't go to fucking November. It did, shouldn't in, into November. Yeah. Like it was okay. Like if the series ended like on the second or something, but now yeah. it's like going into November. Yeah, the Cubs on like one like the fifth or the sixth or some yeah. shit. It's, it's like, like come on, it's getting cold. It's fucking Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, they're getting the fucking Madden turkey leg after they win. <laughs> I, I did see the, uh, I don't even know if that was during the playoffs or, it was, or if it was near the end of the regular season, the Bryce Harper, Angel Hernandez, I don't even want to call it a check swing oh that he got expelled God. on. That was one of the worst calls I've ever seen. And that's the thing. He made one of the worst calls I've ever seen. He only umped, he only umped like 10 times behind the plate this year Yeah, and was the lowest ranked umpire in every game like like the bottom 10 are like filled with him i mean at some point <clears throat> fucking unions fucking unions are terrible man no, at some point really. unions are great they still, <laughs> have, they still should have some fucking accountability if your yes. person is off yeah well i have i i am look i'm the the unionist guy in the world uh i've seen blue collar um but <coughs> even i will admit that there's an unfortunate downside to unions, and that is, it is fucking almost impossible to get rid of people that suck. Mm-hmm. And Angel Hernandez really sucks at his job. Really bad. He's really bad at his job. 
<laughs> like, he is officially the worst-rated umpire every fucking year. And like, Every year. They And, of course, Harper was still angry after and was uh, very open to saying exactly how the conversation went. And, like, <clears throat> Hernandez is like... It's, it's not just the how bad he is at it and how wrong he is. He's so smug about it. Yeah. Like, he was like, oh, you watch the replay and then you'll feel differently. You'll no. Like, Holy fuck, I've dude. seen a lot of check swing calls that are like... Ah, uh, that's okay. Yeah. That one wasn't. He didn't. That bat didn't move past forty-five degrees. No, he didn't even make it. It to, wasn't even close. I'll put it this way: it was. It never made it to the point where it would have been pointing at the catcher. Yeah, it was still behind the catcher yeah. when he stopped. It wasn't even really. I don't even want to call it a check swing. He just kind of lunged at it a little yeah. bit. Juan Soto does that shit on every at bat, and it was so like he was shocked. Yeah, because <laughs> he was. T- it was a three-two pitch. It was a clear ball too. It was it was yeah. not not close to the strike zone. Angel Hernandez was the third base umpire, which I should have pointed that out. Mm-hmm. And actually, I kind of blame it on the uh, the home plate. Yeah, the, um, the home plate. He should have, have co- never correct. He should have never asked. No, <laughs> to ask a stupid question get a stupid and get a stupid answer, fucking yeah. answer. Because uh, it, it wasn't even to the point where I would ask this third base ump for no. help. And I wonder if it was like Hernandez, like, oh shit, uh, strike uh, out. Yeah, <laughs> wasn't really paying attention there. Sorry, and it's weird too, wasn't it's, expecting you to ask me. And it's not like it's some rookie; it's fucking right, Bryce right, Harper. Right, Bryce Harper, who often leads the league in walks or yeah. right up there. You know, he has a good eye. Yeah, he doesn't usually swing at shit. And and even and, if he didn't, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's wild, wild. Um. Go back and watch that video if you have not seen it. Uh, so I watched the Kelsey documentary. Oh, that's how we got on it was the the Kelsey's. Um, mm-hmm. Good score on it, too. Uh, yeah, it's very good. Uh, I mean, I was going to give it a five in a minute. Anyway. Um, even pre-Taylor Swift, their podcast is doing incredibly well. It's been pre-Taylor. like... Pre-Taylor. <laughs> Pre-Taylor, it was like... It's been like top five in iTunes every week. Yeah. Um, it's it's good. I I mean I don't listen to the. I've only listened to a couple of the episodes. Like let it well. Well, I, you pointed to my pile of uh, my my harvest over there on the table. While I was doing my trimming and stuff, I would have the full episodes on. But most of the time, I just watch the like three minute clips of little segments. Because um, their podcast, like ours, is fucking like two hours long. I don't get time for that shit. God, <laughs> but it is very good. I like to I like to tune into certain segments of it. Um. <clears throat> And then on top of that, you've got the the now Taylor Swift and Travis are dating or sorry hanging. I don't know. Taylor Swift goes to the fucking games. Yeah. Uh, and Travis, apparently, apparently his jersey sales his have jersey shot sales the fuck have up. gone. And uh, listen, this is not a nobody. This is the best player at his position yeah. for may, years, maybe ever. Uh, him and Gronk are probably yeah. the two greatest tight ends of all time right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gronk was a more complete tight end. Yeah. Kelsey's a glorified receiver, yeah. uh, but he will block. He can block. He's he's not he's not one of those. He's not Mike Gesicki, who <laughs> is a glorified receiver, or Kyle Pitts, or someone like that. Um, but Gronk is like a tight ends tight end. Yeah, <laughs> like I I'd rather block than mm-hmm. catch the ball. But anyway, uh, so Travis Kelsey was not a nobody. Um, 
it is pretty amazing that like the Mannings were a big deal and still are. They have their own show, which is, which is actually a much better way to watch Monday Night Football yeah. is to watch the Manning cast, except when they bring guests on and then I fucking tune out because <laughs> I can't. I would just rather have them watch the game and I want to hear what they're saying. I don't need them to fucking interview Kevin Hart. Or, no, no one ever needs to interview Kevin Hart. He's like, he's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. Um, <clears throat> and they were both quarterbacks, so they're much more famous mm-hmm. uh, just to the general public. I understand that. But it is kind of cool that the Kelseys are, not only are they both good, they're both going to be Hall of Famers. Mm-hmm. I don't know that Eli's getting in. I don't think he should. Uh, no, he's got two Super Bowls. <sighs> Yeah, that that will be his argument. Yeah, because um, other than that, he never like led the league in anything. No, he Even, was he was never like a top five at his. Position. He was always a very solid <sighs> quarterback who yeah. led solid teams to upsets in the Super Bowl. Well, yeah, teams that got hot snuck into the play. I mean, I think yeah. both times they were like fifth or sixth. Beth or at best case, they were like ten and six. Yeah, uh, I know one one of them was eight and eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, whatever they they still won. I mean, I'm not taking anything away from him. Yeah, he. He was better than he probably gets credit for, just one, because of how goofy he looks, and two, because mm-hmm. his brother is one of the greatest of all time. Yeah. Um, and like you said, he and if you look back at his numbers, he put up solid numbers every year. He just... Yeah. He was never... I don't even know that he would He was ever, never going to throw for 405 touchdowns in a, in a game. Probably not. No. I mean, yeah. he, he, he might gonna, he might have once. Yeah, but once. But he wasn't going to do the shit that... He was, right. Like, the, the exciting quarterbacks. For a couple of years, he put up big numbers. He was like a good, a legit good fantasy quarterback, because he put up huge numbers. They just fucking didn't win. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know that he would have ever been a top eight yeah. at his position. I don't think so. But it, the, the Kelseys are both the best at their position, mm-hmm. and have been for a little bit, and they're both... Well into their 30s for, yeah. you know, that's old for a football player. Kelsey's like 34 or 32 or something. Travis is 30, yeah, 33 or so. Uh, Jason's 35, I think. Uh, hey, Google. How old is Jason Kelsey? 35 years old. Hey, Google. Hey, Google. How old is Travis Kelsey? Travis Kelsey is 34 years old. Yeah, okay, yeah. By the way, you can refer to what you said before to avoid repeating yourself. Like, what about Travis okay. Kelsey? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, so we've got a 34-year-old tight end who is still yeah. the best at his position. Yeah. Uh, and, which, and, and well past where most of them are usually still going. Like, at gr- that point, Gronk is 34. At that point, and, you are <laughs> a... Yeah. I'm in there on running downs, and I'm blocking. Yeah, because yeah, Gronk <laughs> is 34. Yeah. Retired. Twice. Twice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, he had a lot more injuries, though. He got hurt. He yeah. got beat up a lot more. Yeah, his arm always seemed to take a beating. Um, yeah, he wore that fucking... Robo arm. Robo arm forever. Elbow? Was that what it yeah, was? Yeah, I think it was, it was up. Uh, I know one year he his ankle was messed up. The one year I drafted him in a league, my thing going in, I'm going to get Gronk. And I did, and he fucking like, broke his ankle the second game. and. <laughs> And it was one of those things where it would have been better if he was just out for the year, but he just kind of, kind of, sort of kept coming back, and he'd yep. play like a quarter, and you'd start him, and you'd fuck. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so the Kelsey documentary, it started out as um, it was supposed to be watching a player going into their last year uh, and going through the season and what that's like when you're 30, well, 34 at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, 
playing a very demanding position, physically demanding position, um, and what that does. And it's, you know, about his family and all that stuff. Um, ended up being a Super Bowl run. So like Amazon must've been just yep. over the moon mm. that this is how they got to end their documentary. Cause you don't know that when you're starting it yeah. in it, well, it was before training camp that they started it. It would, yeah, it was started like spring of 22, is when the documentary yeah. starts, you know, when he's making his decision to whether he's going to play again. Fast forward nine months in there in the Super Bowl against his brother, Amazon must have just been, yeah. they must have had just, yeah, just documentary boners. Season long. Yeah. Yep. Uh, uh-oh, what kind of chips? Robin's, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I got to pause. She's asking me grocery store questions and I just, I just can't answer them. Mm-hmm. Stand by. All right, I'm back. I feel like I somewhat satisfactory, satisfactorily answered her questions, but probably not. Uh, so, Kelsey documentary. Oh, then we watched the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. The I noticed new yesterday Ninja that, Turtles that streaming now. Um, it's on That's Paramount. Cool. Yeah, one of them. Paramount or, or Peacock. I'm not sure which. I don't remember which. Uh, that movie's really good. Um, it, it, I understand the comparisons to Spider-Verse. It's not quite on that level, uh, but it is uh, quite good, and I am looking forward to the sequel. <clears throat> I do, I like um, that they didn't come out guns a-blazing with uh, Shredder. Shredder's not even in this movie. This is really? This is pre-Shredder. Wow. Uh, so I, I, I think they've already got... I think it's a planned trilogy, so... First one's any indication the next two would be pretty good. Uh, cool. Definitely, it's. I will put it this way: uh, there are certain. I end up watching a lot of these types of movies. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, what was the last one? Batman versus Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. If you've got a kid that wants to watch it with you, go ahead, but don't yeah. fucking go watching it by on your own because yeah. it ain't worth it. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is the well. This also looked like it has the Spider Verse type of animation. To yeah, it, it's, I it's like it's it's not quite. Quite as good on that level, yeah. and uh, but it's I, I I gave it a four. Um, did I not like it? Have I? I don't think my like things are showing up. No, they're not. Ooh. Weird. Can I click it? <gasps> did they take all my likes away? They might have. What did they do? Why would they do that? Maybe I liked something terrible at one point. And they're like, we're just going to take this privilege away from you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Um, but yeah, the, so the the Ninja Turtles movie on whatever it's on now is uh, is. Seek it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's well. quite good. That's when I... And then I... Two days later, I came down uh, with Strep and started my Arnold uh, watch. I watched Commando, Running Man, Predator, Terminator 2, and Total Recall uh, within a span of... Well, actually, the first four in the span of two days <laughs> and then Total Recall uh, like a week later. It peters out as I as I uh, get to the top of the list, but like for a little while there, every fucking Arnold movie, uh, his I was I had this conversation with you at school. His introduction to the main female character is by taking her against her will yep. and dragging her through the movie and uh, forcing her to commit several felonies. Yep, that's his that's his thing. That is, I started with the most egregious, yeah, which is Commando, yeah, Radon Chong. At the beginning of this movie, when she woke up on the morning of the events of Commando, she was a flight attendant. Yeah. Completely normal in every way. Mm -hmm. Normal job, normal person, 
not a paramilitary uh, terrorist. And, and doesn't he kidnap her at a fucking like mall of all things? Well, or he, does he take he, her to the mall? He drags her okay, to the I mall. I couldn't quite he, remember. He forces her against her will to go to the mall. Yeah. Uh, yeah, his introduction to her is in the in the parking lot of the uh, in the parking garage of the airport. He rips the seat out of her car, forces his way in, and then and uh, uh, forces her to follow Sully, Sunny, yeah. Sully, Sully, the little guy, um, the one he promised to kill last. Right, and he lied to him. Mm-hmm. So I have something to say about that scene, not that part, but the thing that happens right before it. Uh, so uh, by seemingly hours after he meets this woman, I mean, at first she's sort of responding appropriately. She's at least like, I don't want to be here. She's not as, she should be way more scared. Yeah. I would be. Because you're being abducted. Yeah. By uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, by a hulking man. Yeah. Um, who has with, just ripped the seat out of your car yeah. with his bare hands. And then shoots up a mall or is yeah. involved in Wall Street and then drops a guy off a fucking cliff. Correct. Just a few hours so later, he's not even killing people by accident. No, he no, is straight up murdering. Some yes, people. he murders several people. Yeah, uh, and you can't tell me that Sully was self defense. No, yeah, some of the other guys—they're pretty big dudes. And yeah, they can fight. But his friend that was dead tired—I think that was he had to to get out of the plane. This is also uh, a movie more so than any of the other ones where the Arnold feats of strength are. Ludicrous! Oh, yeah, just the ripping the seat out of the car. The ripping the seat amazing. out of the car. He when he pokes his fingers through, like the the it's not it's not even canvas. It's like fucking nylon weave uh, airplane mm-hmm. separator uh, panels. Come on, I. I don't know how much force that would take to put a finger through that. I would imagine a lot. Thousands of pounds, yeah. I would think. Uh, <clears throat> he does that. He literally, a, a, a fully looking like a brand new uh, master lock on like a one inch link chain. He just fucking breaks it. Yep. Just boop. <laughs> like like nothing. There Jumps from a fucking plane. Oh, yeah. yeah Even yeah. though it's not terribly high up and he does land in water, I still feel like that he's, would have left some sort of injury. He's still going like 200 miles an hour, yeah. right? How yeah. fast is and, a pl- and How that, fast is 747 going on takeoff? Ima- I can't imagine that water's that deep either. No. I feel well, like he would have well, darted right into the ground. What would have happened, I would think, is the second his feet hit, the rest of him would fucking face plant. Yeah. And his face would become the back of his head. Yep. I would think. One would hope. <laughs> but no, he's fine. He yeah. just jumps. Gets up and runs. Yeah, literally gets up and runs. Yeah. No. Ooh, geez, that really hurt. Yeah. Gets up and runs. Skin's not even red. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's glistening, in yeah. fact. Uh, I do a belly looks, flop in a pool. I am red for 10 looks, minutes. He looks great. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Th- but Commando understands the movie that it is. Oh, without a doubt. Which is not... The case, which I think is kind of why I bumped Total Recall. If you had asked me before I already watched all these things to rank them in order, I would have said Predator, Judgment Day, Total Recall, Running Man, Commando. Yeah. Probably. Um, I gave Running Man a three and a half. I ended up giving Commando a four just because it is it is the one that knows... Oh, it is the epitome of that type of film. Yes, yeah. and it, it knows very well what it is. Yeah. It is ridiculous. <laughs> but yeah. Complete with some steel drum fucking soundtrack. Constant. It yeah. never fucking stops. <laughs> it is an endless... 
uh, pina colada yeah. of sound. Well, they are going to an island. <laughs> Off the coast of California, I'm now learning. I don't even know if this island exists, by the way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as kids, we thought they were in like fucking Central America or something. Right? Shit. Exactly. It's, it's a actually, terrorist base. It's actually, and it's not even like the. Okay, so the whole. Th- <laughs> the plot of Commando. <laughs> oh, the ultimate feat of, of Arnold Schwarzenegger's strength is the very beginning, the opening with the log. Oh, and he's carrying a tree. Yeah, that's got to be. At least two feet in diameter. Yeah, anyway, and a good 18 to 20 feet long. Yeah. It's got to weigh as much as a Volkswagen. Yeah, just I carrying mean, it on his shoulder. He's just carrying it. Yeah. And not not carrying it, strolling through the woods with it. With, on it, his with it on his shoulder, and he just yeah. fucking drops it. <laughs> uh, so then there's the... So what is happening is he is a... Of course, he's retired uh, badass or whatever. Uh, a military uh, wannabe dictator needs him to assassinate the current president of their tiny made-up Central American country yeah. uh, that Arnold Schwarzenegger is close with, and he knows he can get close enough to kill him. So he kidnaps Alyssa Milano, Schwarzenegger's daughter, and says, you have 24 hours to kill President so-and-so so that I can yeah. move in and take over the country. Meanwhile, he's got his exile base uh, on an island off the coast of California. So I'm assuming this is still U.S. territory. Mm. So it's not... uh, It's like Catalina. (laughs) It's the other side of Catalina. It's not like he invades another country. However, (laughs) he does go on what would look to, at least at the onset to... uh, American law enforcement, and rightfully so, as a terroristic rampage, mm-hmm. starting in Los Angeles and ending on this island, yep. uh, where he murders dozens, like, steals, at least. Steals a plane. Steals a plane, yeah. Steals cars. Yeah. Um, Ste- goes all to, kinds of damage in that goes mall. To all a, kinds uh, of damage in uh, that mall. I get the, Doesn't he pick up the elevator in that at one point? Like, literally pick up, like, the elevator from the outside. No, it's, it. uh, sorry, that's another great feat of strength. He, uh, he rips a phone booth uh, out a of... Fo- a circular phone booth. A circular right. phone booth, fully yeah. encased glass phone booth, rips it out of the ground. Mm-hmm. Not only does it not fall apart completely, but he's it's able well to pick the whole... Yes, it was. Uh, able to survive, like, a sh- I think it's like one of those shark attack, uh, yeah. cages, just repurposed. Shakes a guy out of it, I think, and then, like, throws it. Yeah. It's... Basically treats it like those pneumatic tubes that you get at the bank. Yes, <laughs> and that's it. kind of what it looks like. It's a big yeah. one of those. Um, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> he does. Um, Radon Chong... There's a point in this movie that, that uh, she's about four hours post-normal flight attendant, normal citizen. She's got a fucking rocket launcher on her shoulder, and she fires it at an LAPD van. Mm-hmm. In the street, right in the middle of the street. Yeah. That is a terrorist act. Yeah. <laughs> you know? As, so, as like, is flying the plane. As is flying the plane that they steal. Because uh, thankfully she's getting her pilot's license. Yes, luckily she is. All, getting... all, all flight attendants do that. They all, well, and you they all, all are going for their pilot's you license. You all would automatically know how to fly a... Uh, a seaplane. Yeah, also. a cargo like, seaplane as opposed I, I to... I can a, imagine some things are different. Uh, I haven't been in a ton of cockpits, but... Um, yeah. 
They don't all look exactly the same. I still think landing them would be different. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Well, I, I would be willing to bet landing a seaplane would be easier, right? It's got to be. I don't know because if you turn the pontoons just wrong, you're gonna. Oh yeah, you're gonna right yeah, off you're, and then you're, you're out of there. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about fucking seaplanes. Um, yeah, we're not the one that Schwarzenegger's kidnapping to fly this plane, right? <laughs> thankfully, uh, but the most egregious part of this movie, and I put it in my review, uh, the least believable thing about Commando is that Arnold's name is John Matrix. Oh yeah, John. Matrix. From East Germany, by the way. You know, of the East German matrix. The matrices. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I say, I say this knowing full well that there is a scene where two unseat-belted humans crash head-on into a telephone pole going at least 30 miles an hour, and not only are they uninjured, they don't even react. Yeah. They don't even have seatbelts. There isn't even a second seat in the car, because uh, they're still in Radon Chong's car. Yeah, well, he ripped one out. Yes, and that she's sitting on the floor mm-hmm. in a con- little, tiny convertible. They run Sully off the road and then crash head-on into a telephone pole, enough so the hood wraps around yep. the telephone pole. She should have been in up Reseda. In the, up in the hills somewhere, yeah. Uh, yeah, she should have shot out of that thing like a fucking rocket. Yep. Nope. They are both completely fine. They're not even like, there isn't even like a second of, oh, geez, whoo, yeah. no shaking it off or Got nothing. bell rung. Yeah, it was like, all right, now what do we do? Yeah. And then he drops Sully off the cliff. Uh, awesome movie. It is. It uh, is. Again, it's ridiculously over the top, but it is so infectious with just how over the top it's willing to go and yeah. just play it for full fucking seriousness. It's also, uh, I bought the director's cut in 4K. I don't it's, think I've seen the director's cut yet. It's two minutes longer. I have no idea what yeah. it adds. Couldn't could, couldn't tell you in a million years. No. Uh, you can probably look it up, but, but it was literally, it's like two minutes. Yeah, it's not remaking the film. Uh, actually, no, I did look it up, and it said, I looked it up beforehand, so I don't, I should have looked back uh, to see what scene it was, but I guess there's like two minutes of dialogue that <laughs> greater explains the plot, mm-hmm. because that's necessary. Um, then I watched Predator. Predator stands up. Yeah. Uh, or holds up. Predator still looks really good. Yeah, it does. Uh, for a 1987 movie, it still looks really good. And I think that is why I kind of ended up dinging Total Recall, because Total Recall kind of looks like shit, and it's three years later. Yeah. Um, I, I was talking to you about it at school, that everything... There's a lot of uh, green screen in this, obviously, all the Mars stuff, and everyone's got, like, that blue outline around yeah. them. Um. Some of the like uh, the the practical goofy face stuff and Quato and stuff like that is still kind of charming, mm-hmm. but like anything that is green screened looks yeah not good. Um, <clears throat> judgment Day is it's always going to be Judgment Day, man. It's not better than the first one. I don't nope, care. I will just, never. I know that it's nope. more. I know it was more accessible. Yeah, and more, kids kids should watch that one as opposed to the first one. Right. I'm not uh, letting an eight year old watch the first Terminator. No, but the the first one is, I, I think, far superior. I still gave it a four and a half. Yeah, it's still a great film. Um, so if I was to rank them now, forgetting about what I gave them for for because uh, you're always kind of grading on a curve. I, yeah. I would go Predator, Judgment Day. Commando, Running Man. Total Recall was my least enjoyable rewatch out of the whole thing. Uh, Running Man 
you also watched recently. Yeah. So this will be fresh for you. I should just read my review because it, it's it's sums up my thoughts the better. Hey, look, my likes are black. How did that happen? Mm. Uh, having not seen this in at least 25 years, I won't say it's better than I remember, but I certainly appreciate it more. Uh, mm. plot, lo plot holes and ridiculous dialogue aside, there is a lot to like here. Yeah. Uh, and then I go on to talk about how this is the second Arnold movie in a row that I was watching yeah. uh, where the main female character is abducted against her will. Mm -hmm. uh, he attacks this woman in her apartment while again, she's doing... An airport. He likes fleeing the country with these women. Yes. <laughs> yep. Because uh, Predator, he was also trying to flee the country. Just not ours. Right. <laughs> Total Recall, Total Recall is leaving to the planet. The planet. Um, so at least he has purpose for kidnapping all these women. He's trying yeah, to use I them wonder, to get out of the country. I wonder if it, when he, he, he gets a script, he's like, all right. Um, Who am I kidnapping? Is she hot? I like Will the, she eventually sleep I, in the film? I like the main female character, uh, but you just have me meeting her and yeah. her being on my side. Can I abduct her in yeah, some how way? How is she going to grow to like me yes, if I, need I don't her, kidnap her first? I need her to be terrified of me to start and yeah. to think I'm going otherwise, to... Otherwise, I'm not getting a boner. Unless right. Terrified. Right. <laughs> I need her think that I need her to think that I'm going to sexually assault her, uh, or I'm just not interested in doing this movie. Um, Running Man also has a better idea of what movie it is. Yeah. Um, the only issue I had with Running Man is the dialogue is too fucking hokey for Schwarzenegger and. He's always this. This is like the the big time birth of the one liners because he's got some in Commando. There's quite a few in Commando. There, yeah, but I mean they're fucking. They're, it, it's like not Batman and Robin level, but almost it's pretty close. It's pretty close to being every fucking thing he says is a pun of some sort. Well, I think especially early Schwarzenegger, he was not comfortable speaking English, mm -hmm. and they just gave him these. Yeah goofy one-liners to say. Yeah. Because that was the most he could do and yeah. get a laugh. But I mean, The Running Man, not that the other ones aren't dark, but The Running Man is pretty fucking dark when you think about it. It is. It's, you know, state-run government is basically controlling the media, controlling the narrative. I like that, you know, they get an entertainment lawyer instead of, you know, a regular lawyer when they get arrested. Oh, yeah. You know, there's some really <clears throat> clever it's, stuff in it's there. It's also... I mean, it's still obviously over the top, but it's they're not far off. Yeah, it's not terribly far off. It is, but it's. I mean, it's obviously to the absolute extreme. But um, they got right the things that modern morons think are important, mm -hmm. like entertainment. Entertainment is a big as we are a podcast about entertainment. But well, still. yeah, but uh, but if you look at what like whatever shit Republicans are outraged at this week. Yes. It's never something important. No. It's, oh, well, maybe this week it is. But it's usually what beer someone is doing or, or or the fact that, you know, Taylor Swift is registering people to vote, so now they hate Travis fucking Kelsey. Right. You know, it's usually they are outraged at the most ridiculous shit because it's the easiest to have a narrative about in public without ever actually saying anything of value. And I, I don't think uh, your average Newsmax watcher is really watching it to get the news. No. They watch that for the same reason that I watch football mm -hmm. and the same reason that we watch movies. Yeah. Because it entertains them. Mm -hmm. um, that they get this visceral hatred feeling mm -hmm. is just like a cherry on top yeah. 
from that content. Yeah, it, it gives uh, them their Schwarzenegger uh, kidnap boner. I mean, it, our former president uh, got in office because he entertained them. Yeah. And is still a god to them because he entertains them. Yeah. Um, so the running man was not far off, no. really. Yeah. Uh, but you're right. It is. It's. It's an incredibly dark uh, mm-hmm. premise. Um, but I. I'm surprised that one's never been remade. Honestly, considering like some of the other '80s hits that have been. Yeah. It's it's bizarre because Predator's gotten like five more movies. I mean, Commando hasn't. But yeah, I would love to see Old Man Commando though. Honestly. Uh, Old Matrix. You know, Terminator 2 kept going. Total Recall's gotten remakes. A lot of Schwarzenegger films from that era have gotten remakes. Or just continued on. Yeah, like Terminator and Predator would be... It's weird that no one has attempted to redo The Running Man. It's because they nailed it the first time. (laughs) (laughs) Who are you going to get for a game show host now, Guy Fieri? Oh, speaking of that, (laughs) Richard Dawson's fucking killing it in this movie. He's amazing. And sadly, I don't think it's too far off from who he really is. No, well, that's the thing. Because he just always seemed creepy on Family Feud. Like, he was always, like, demanding kisses from Oh, yeah, very handsy. I'm like... Well, that's what... What was great about it is, like, I mean, they basically were like... Richard, be you only uh, crank the evil up, and yeah, I don't know that he could do any other role. Yeah, no, ever. there's a reason I don't think he acted in anything else. But he is for a non uh, <clears throat> non actor in a movie. He's really good. Oh, he's one of the best villains of the '80s. Yeah, for me, it's 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 really good. Mm-hmm. He's really doing the best work in the entire movie mm-hmm. uh, of anyone in it. Yeah. Um, Never would have noticed this as a twelve-year-old or whatever. Uh, Mick Fleetwood is in this movie. Oh yeah, <laughs> Mick Fleetwood, fucking Jim no Brown, idea, Jim Brown, um, fucking Professor Tora Tanaka. Like it's they bring in some heavyweight baddies. Oh yeah, um, and you know, I don't know who the opera fucking singer guy is, but you know they all can't be winners. What the hell was his name? Probably somebody at that Something point. Blaze. No, I don't, I don't know. I don't know the guy. It's not like he's Jesse the Body fucking Ventura. No. You know, no. Another film with two governors. Yes. It was like a a, a Predator warm-up. Yeah. Uh, guys, I'm doing this other one. Mm-hmm. Um, Predator still, like I said, still looks great. Uh, Judgment Day. The thing that, that kills me about Judgment Day is I, I just fucking can't stand the kid. Oh, I can yeah. not he's stand fine. the kid. Every time he speaks... I want him to shut up. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is no fucking Kyle Reese, man. No, no. I understand why they they got someone that age to do that part, but I, I would have preferred that he be like a little older. Like 18? Yeah, so he wasn't such a... Whiny little shit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You get it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the only way to make him look better was to cast like an even worse little asshole kid as his best friend, that redheaded fucking mullet oh, kid. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, we gotta make Eddie look a little bit better. Who's what's the biggest asshole kid we could find? I don't know. This yeah. kid from Salute Your Shorts or whatever the fuck he was on. Or if they had just gotten a better actor. Yeah. Um how old was Leo at that point? <laughs> how old was Leo wouldn't have been too far off. No. Uh I'm trying to think of other actors that were that would have been the right age for that. Even, uh, well, it would have to be a little earlier, I guess, but, um, oh no, when did River Phoenix die? 
Uh, he would have. He, he would have been, been older. That he yeah. would have been like twenty. How old was he when he died? Twenty years. Early twenties. So? Um, a fifteen-year-old River Phoenix would have been fine. Yeah. Uh, Eddie Furlongish want to fucking strangle him. Can't stand him. Um, yeah, when you're act- actively root- rooting for Robert Patra to get him, <laughs> yeah. he's gonna die, right? Well, at the 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 beginning of one of the further ones he gets the newest one gets yeah blown away right, right the, the, the very beginning one. yeah yeah and it, it's like using cgi to like recreate yeah 12 year old eddie furlong yeah it shoots him right in the fucking chest takes him down that would have been a great ending actually to to judgment day yeah. that would have made me feel better yeah maybe from now on whenever i watch judgment day i will also at the end of it as a post-credit scene watch the end of tag the end one of Genesis, whatever the fuck it was, was it was the most recent one? Most recent one, the one with old, with you know the old man Logan, but with you know Linda Hamilton. Uh, it should be tag right at the bottom of this, isn't it? Um, this dark, dark fate. fate. Does that yes, sound right? That is the one. Yeah, is that the Deadpool guy? Yeah, it's a fine film. Came yeah. out at a bad time, but it was fine. And it also, you know, coming off of Genesis, which was just fucking terrible. That's the... Oh, that's the one with... Uh, yeah, with Amelia Clark, With her ass featured prominently on the poster. Yeah, yeah. To the point where we're not even going to include her face. Nope. Just put her ass Part of in it. there. Uh, what's this one? That's Salvation. A, oh, that's a... Uh, also, Bale. not as bad as, uh, not you know, it should have been. Bale, John Connor, he is, right? Yes. You know, considering it was directed by fucking Mick G, it could have been a lot worse. Yeah, I was just didn't notice that. Yeah. Uh, still, nothing is as good as the first one. No. Um, uh-oh, what have I done? Okay. Uh, so then, uh, of course, Tilly is sick now, so we watched Trolls yesterday, the day before. It's not as... It doesn't, it doesn't hold up as well as it did when we used to watch it when Tilly was three. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still fine. Then we watched Haunted Mansion. Yeah, that just... For the talent involved in that film, it just looks like garbage. Let me tell you. uh, Everyone in this movie, with the exception of Lakeith Stanfield, is just there. Cashing a check. Mm -hmm. Couldn't be mailing it in more if they fucking tried. (laughs) Uh, Owen Wilson is barely trying. Uh, Danny DeVito is barely trying. Um... It's. Who else is in it? I forgot. Uh, Rosario Dawson uh, is barely trying. Tiffany Haddish is trying, but she's just not very good. No, she's she's the female Kevin Hart uh, most of the time. Yeah. Oh, Jared Leto. The Jared Leto character is. Who led him into a kids movie? Well, he's. You would never know it's him, and and I really couldn't even with the voice pick out that it was really uh. him. It could have been anyone. He's the big bad, the bad ghost. And uh, I'm not kidding when I say it just looks like a Scooby-Doo villain. And acts like a Scooby-Doo villain. That is all I could think for this whole movie. Now, again, it is a kid's horror movie. Or a kid's... I wouldn't even call it horror. Kid's scary movie. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's not going to be, you know, one of the movies that you're going to talk about on your list. not on my list. But it should have (laughs) been... I like Eric's review on it. 
nobody told Lakeith Stanfield that he didn't have to go that Oh, yeah, hey, look! (laughs) I I didn't even read his thing. Yeah, this this is exactly what I'm saying. He was fucking trying. Yeah. No one else was. (laughs) Um, Oh, that's funny. I I wish I had read that beforehand. Um, And again, I know that they're not trying to, like, legit horrify the people watching their Disney's Haunted Mansion movie. But it wasn't scary at all. Yeah. Like, at all. There were two or three... I don't even want to call them jump scares, because they weren't even jump scares. It was just... It was quiet, and then all of a sudden they made a really loud noise. It was more a... I, I don't even know what you'd call it. it. It wasn't that you like saw something scary all of a sudden. It was just super quiet, and then something really loud happened, and it kind of jumped the shit out of you. Hmm. At least like the... Um, oh, what was the one with Jack Black? Goosebumps. Yeah. At least that had some like... Oh, that's kind of legitimately yeah. scary. It's not, but it's at yeah, least kind of a... Scary stories to tell in the dark. Yeah. yeah. So you can do it. It is this is this movie is rated PG thirteen, so you would yeah, I know. Uh I don't know why either. I'm not sure I should have looked that up. Um so it's not for like it's not even being targeted toward like Tilly, so you can go a little bit yeah. harder. Uh, but they don't. And it's So the the audience is for like I don't know, mature nine year olds? That's yeah, probably. It's weird. it's a, it's weird. That that's the thing. It's not for anyone. Yeah. Like no adult is going to enjoy this. I, I gave it a two and a half. I don't even think it's that good. Yeah, um, Eric mostly just talked about the production design and again, Lucky Stanfield. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure, the effects are fine. And it is long. It's fucking. It's a full two hours, which Jesus. is too much for something like that. Because there's there's things where. You know, it gets to a certain point, and you're like, all right, let's wrap this up. And then they, like, do, like, two completely unnecessary little road trip type things. And, no. Like, come on, just get to the fucking, get to your thing. And not to give away Disney's Haunted Mansion for you, because I know you're itching to watch it. But there's also no, it is very straightforward. Exactly what they tell you it is, kind of, at the beginning, is exactly what it is. You're kind of hoping, in a something like this, that Jared Leto's character, the, the bad ghost ends up actually being good. He's doing it for a good reason or something like that. Or that Jamie Lee Curtis's character is not actually, because she is a a floating head in a crystal ball, Mm -hmm. that she was a former medium like 100 years ago or something. And Tiffany Haddish is is also a medium, and they're like working together. Mm -hmm. And you would think that, because Jamie Lee Curtis is trying to get her to let her out of the, you know, genie style, let her out of the crystal ball. And you would think, ooh, maybe she's going to end up being bad or something like that. No. And, the, and Jared Leto's character is actually trying to keep her contained or whatever. Nope, it's it's exactly what they said it would be. There was, so there was no, Ugh. there were no twists. It was That's not. Easy. Yeah, it was. And there was no, it's like someone had a pitch for it. Mm-hmm. And that's just exactly what they did. No one wrote it. Mm-hmm. It was just, this is it. Uh, and, and And that's what you got. It was. You get to the end of it and you're just like, okay, I'm glad that's over. I didn't. I was not rewarded for any of my patience. Uh, <laughs> I was not rewarded for watching. You know, when you read out that cast, it should be decent. Rosario Dawson, the kid actually was fine too. Uh, his name is apparently Chase Dillon. Uh, Lakeith Stanfield, um, 
Owen Wilson, Tiffany Haddish, DeVito, Jared Leto, Jamie Lee Curtis. That's about it for people that you've heard of. Uh, yeah, it wasn't very good. That is a bummer. It is on Disney Plus if you want to watch it. Uh, do you want to go over any of the, I'll go over the a billion that you watched? Yeah, um, uh, scroll back up. Back to... Yeah. This is where we recorded. So you watched... The, yeah. the first thing you watched after we last recorded was The Flash. I don't want to spend much time on this. No. Uh, <laughs> what is the it, fuck? Is it about as good as The Haunted Mansion what sounded? What the fuck? Yeah. There, Should I even watch it? I don't know. There is... There is uh, some CGI in that that is the worst I've ever seen in a $200 million film. There's a scene where there are babies raining out of a hospital that the Flash has to catch. They look like the CG baby from the Ally McBeal That's video. exactly what I was thinking when you started that sentence. They're fucking... Like, Does it look like the dancing baby? Yes. <laughs> They're <laughs> horrific. <laughs> and then everything uh, just kind of... Ends. Like... You you get the, it's kind of cool seeing more from like the Kryptonian invasion, and seeing Kara yep. instead of Cal, but like then he just leaves that world behind. There's literally like they show him through the Speed Force. He's literally just in the middle of what looks like a, a lecture hall where he's running really fast, and then like CG stuff just comes up around him in a bowl formation, like, and that's the, that's that's how they're perceiving time. It's fucking dumb. So, what this sounds like to me, especially with, with what what we already know, um, was this so bad that they could still do Flashpoint in the near future? Yes, because this isn't Flashpoint. It's oh, not. Oh, it's not at it's all? Not. I thought it was. They're I thought it was trying. supposed to be. That's what they're going off of. It's like someone read the title Flashpoint and had like a t- hyperactive 12-year-old describe it to them, and they're like, okay... That's See, the plot. I also don't think uh, Flashpoint should be your first Flash movie. No. It should be, no. like, your third Flash movie. Yeah. Um, like, there is shit in this film that I'm like, I don't care if it makes sense or not, but Jesus, at least attempt. Yeah. No. I loved watching, like, Michael Keaton as Batman. Yeah. That's the only reason I sat continued to sit through that movie. Because so, Keaton was awesome as Batman. So did he take the, instead of having it be Thomas Wayne, this is just old Batman? Is that yeah, basically what? Yeah. Which, I, fine. But the, And there's no Wonder Woman, there's no Aquaman, there's none of that shit. Okay, I know that that's like central to Flashpoint, but I can see getting rid of that because that's pretty big. Yeah. That's a pretty big thing yeah. to put in your Flash no, movie. Other, the only thing that's Flashpointy as all is Flashpoint... Flash fucks up time, and then it changes the world. But that is that is so many Flash stories. Who is Reverse Flash? He is. Oh come on! No, he is the version of him that keeps going back and trying to fix it, trying to fix it, trying to fix it, trying to fix it, and not even convincingly. Okay. Yeah. Like I said, it's bad. It's it a really... bad fucking movie. So, Batman is Batman, but I have a real soft spot for both Green Lantern and, and Flash. Yeah. Those are some of my, like, favorite... Yep. St- Batman is, is alone. and then But after that, it is those two for me. Yeah. Um, like, the stories, the, the graphic novels mm-hmm. are... Even previous, uh, one of the best animated shows, uh, DC-wise, is the... Is only, well, there's only two seasons of all of them, but... Uh, the Green Lantern animated series. Mm-hmm. That's fucking awesome. Yep. Um, 
it's really sad that those have been the two that they've messed yeah. up the worst. And I would watch the Green Lantern movie before I rewatch this. Oh, I'll watch. The, I, I at least that I, I believe that like over like two and a half hours long. Yeah, you can at least watch the Green Lantern movie, and I'm gonna say have fun with it. But like, yeah, I can watch the Green Lantern. I I I know what you're saying. Like you're saying what you're saying uh, reminds me of my feelings on Justice League, which I will never watch again. Yeah, which I, never watch again. Um, no, I think it's worse than even the Whedon cut of Justice League. Yeah. It's right up there with fucking the first Suicide Squad. Ooh. And, but at least that had that. characters I didn't, At least that one had characters I didn't expect to do anything good with. Yeah. You know? That wasn't a $250 million film. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not good. And again, stop giving Andy Machete fucking the rights to do CGI shit. He is bad at it. I, I don't know if, why, because it's not like he's doing that. No, but I think he just went goes. That's good enough. Yeah, I may, maybe. Or he just or maybe a, he doesn't. I don't know. Is the director in charge of how much of the budget goes towards certain things? I don't. Well, know. I mean, would the, the producer, producer do the that? Producer would be. But again, if you see something as the director, and you're like, no, that looks like garbage. Maybe we shouldn't. Maybe we should like the babies falling from the sky in that moment were not integral to the plot. They were there for kind of comic relief and to showcase his powers. You could have cut every... He puts a baby in a fucking microwave at one point to keep it safe. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's, it could have completely been cut out and the scene would have been still fine. But he looked at that scene and said, yeah, this works. And huh. for that, I... No, take away his fucking DGA card. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, no, and he was the one of the producers on it too. So yeah, no, he's really fucking at fault because <clears throat> him and his wife are like a producing team. Wow, that bums me out. That well, I mean, I already knew it was bad. I haven't even watched it yet. Um, but well, I mean, the more I think, about it, I've only ever liked one machete film, and that was yeah, it. The first and that one. was based on one of our favorite fucking all time books. That, uh, and even then, and the CGI goes a little bit overboard in it. Well, you think you think about it. The which one do we like less? The one that has the that is more reliant on CGI. Mm. Uh, it's also way over long. But yeah. uh, I don't know that I've ever watched that a second time. And I've watched. I think I've watched it a total of twice. And I've watched the first one numerous. numerous. Yeah. Um, they also got really lucky on cast. Yeah. For that first one. Well, they got lucky on cast on the second one too. They did, and then they, they just and then they relied up. on uh, CGI, CGI and CGI and weird fucking needle drops. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, still, think... I still don't understand the the needle drop with Eddie in the fucking back of the pharmacy with the leper, and they needle drop like Angel of the Morning. I still don't. Oh yeah. I still don't fucking get that needle drop. Okay, I've seen it twice then because yeah. I, I watched that. I uh, yeah. I um, do not understand that needle drop for the fucking life of me. Nothing about it makes sense. Nope. Nobody called. It's not like his mom called him Little Angel or some shit like that. Scene doesn't even take place in the morning. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's it's yeah a really weird choice. Yeah. I I get the uh you know subverting expectations part of it, but like like you said, it's not connected to anything. Yeah, fucking, like, use kisses, lick it up or something, because he's getting vomited on at the moment. Like That would have at least been like, oh. 
Yeah, something. And that's like the very first thing that if, just popped into my head right now. If yeah, if you were going to do a uh, you know subverting expectations and do something kind of light for the song over the vomiting, mm-hmm. um, yeah, choose something that makes more sense than just was that what he's listening to on the way to Seth that morning? I it was like feel like it was. You know what we need to do, guys? Yeah, I I've like got this. a great needle yeah. drop here, and where he's also the producer, no one went. It's <laughs> a bad idea. WB's uh, just over there counting their it money, going, "Yeah, good idea, Andy." Turns out, Andy uh, Juice Newton is his great aunt, or something like that. Um, it was Juice. Austra- it was Juice Aust- Newton, right? He is Australian. Is she? Olivia Newton John is Ooh. maybe Juice Newton is. That's close enough. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like she's not. I don't know why I think that, but I'm gonna find out because this is a question we will never again ask in our life. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Juice Newton from? Oh, she is American. Oh, so that fucks that all up. Well, maybe. Maybe she was on tour in Australia. Maybe Andy Machete is her, uh, is it her tour booty uh, love child? That would be amazing. She was on tour in Melbourne in 19... 19- She's still fucking alive, too. Of course she is. She's like younger than, she's probably my parents' age, She's 71. Right? Yeah. She's fine. Um, just old enough to be Andy Machete's mom. <laughs> uh, see if she uh, toured Melbourne in about 1986 <laughs> or whatever. Uh, you also watched... You watched Thirst. I also watched... Yep. I think I also watched Thirst this year. Uh, although one, one film, it's not horror-related, but man. The FP. I had never heard of this film before, but... Um, Imprint was doing a four-disc box set of the FP film collection. I had never, so I'd never heard of this series. So I'm like, "What the fuck is the FP? My God, what an interesting find!" Um, what is it? It's a post-apocalyptic wasteland world where fights are settled through Dance Dance Revolution. Sweet, yeah. And it's played totally serious, but everything is like. Reno 911 style humor. And apparently they made fucking four of them. And I had never heard of them, period, before that. Huh. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Again, something I, For me to have never heard of a film series seems <clears throat> strange. Yeah. But yeah. And it wasn't even foreign, it was like Californian. <laughs> Because if it, where it was being put up by like imprint, I'm like, oh, is this some like weird Aussie film? No, no, it was not. It uh, feels like uh, uh, just from your description, it feels like a weird um, Eastern Europe, yeah, type thing. Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, the day the hur- the hurricane hit us in mid September, I watched San Andreas the day after tomorrow, Sharknado, Twister, and I think one more after Twister, and Hurricane, hurricane heist. heist. Yeah, that was some interesting fun. Um. Nothing really to say about any of them that haven't hasn't been said before. Um, Thirst, though. Yeah. Did, was it funnier than you oh, remember? It is. It is. It's very dark black humor. It's funny though. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, it's almost bong funny, which Park Chan Wook doesn't usually do. Mm-hmm. Um, but the influence is. There. I mean, it's yeah. there. It's there. Uh, yeah, much funnier than I remembered. Um. What is what was the other one I was going to talk about? Oh, so your your disaster day? Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen Day After Tomorrow. Is that the Gyllenhaal one? Yeah. 
Were they like freezing in a library or something yeah, like that? Yeah, in the New York Public Library. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, Twister? That holds up pretty well. Bet it holds up well. Holds good. up pretty well. I remember it looking great. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't look great okay. anymore. <laughs> okay. Um, it's very obvious CG. But, I mean, the the cast is so good. Yeah. I mean, you've got Philip Seymour Hoffman. You've got Bill Pullman. Right. You've got Helen Hunt. Uh, and just a whole bunch of other character actors. Uh, Carrie Elwes plays the bad guy, which is always good. Right. Yeah. It's a fun, fun movie. It's And it's weird, because like, shit like that now, I, like... I feel like it's so out of date science-wise now. I, oh, sure. I, I imagine they have much better predictive models for tornadoes now. Not, But having... they are remaking it. Yeah. There's a remake on the way, correct? I don't know. Is there? I'd be I down for it. pretty sure. Um, I know... Like, I want to see it in 4K. I'd love to see it in 4K, even though I'm sure it looks uh, bad. Is it available in 4K? Uh, honestly, I can't remember. I guess I'm going to have to look it up. I'm pretty sure it's being remade, like, right now. Uh, killer soundtrack too. Oh yeah, yeah, great soundtrack. Uh, let's see, fucking Van Halen, man. Oh, there is Van Halen. Um, Twister. But no, it's a film that holds up. It, it it gets in and gets out. It's very very. Oh jeez, look at that. Yeah. yeah, it's called Twisters. Oh shit. So I guess it's not a remake. It is a uh, a sequel, legacy sequel type of thing. Maybe. Kiernan Shipka? Who's that? Uh, Mad Men and Sabrina the Teenage Witch. And was in a movie I watched last oh, night. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Robin watched that show. Uh, Top Guns, Glenn Powell. More Tierney. I'm not seeing... The cast is not... Hamilton's Anthony Ramos. And also he was in is that... He, is he going to sing? He was in that Transformers movie that you yeah. watched. What was it Rise of the Beast? Not a great cast. You you watched that, right? Yeah. Okay. And I'm not really sure who. No. What has Lee Isaac Chung done before? The director of this thing. He has done. Minari. Oh, directed oh Minari. shit! Okay. All right, this got more interesting all of a sudden. And some okay, episodes of the Lee Minari. Isaac Chung. I am interested now. I am interested. I mean, I was going to see it before anyway, but now I'm like. Very interested. What did it say? 2024? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so there's no actual... Uh, yeah, the plot, no plot summary. Plot notes at all. It's just an update to the 1996 film Twister. Thanks. Thank you for that. <clears throat> yeah, so that'll be next fall. There's... there's uh, Or next summer, presumably. I'm assuming it will be. There was another... There's another movie from this time period... Because I remember when I saw the Twister remake, I was like, oh, they're doing that too. And it was there was something else around this time period that is also being remade yeah. right now. I mean, but I mean, the whole reason I guess that that's film always works happening, is but. Helen Hunt and like Bill Pullman are, not Bill Pullman, Bill Paxton, Paxton, are like at the top of their fucking powers in this yeah. film. Like they are so good together as a team. Yeah. I really enjoy them. Isn't it weird? Uh, Helen Hunt and maybe uh, by choice had this window. Yeah. I mean, she was on on uh, Mad About You. Mm -hmm. the, it was a wildly popular show on NBC. Yeah. Uh, part of the vaunted Thursday night lineup for a mm -hmm. long time. Then she had this little window of movie stardom. Yeah. And then she was just gone. Yeah. I think it was by design. Yeah. I think she just kind of left for a while. 
Because, I mean, she made a blockbuster there. Let's see what else she was in, in that, around that time. She won an Oscar? Yeah, she or first goes against. She won. Yeah. Uh, i trying to think of what, if she was in anything else that was like big, big. Castaway? Yeah, but her part in Castaway was pretty fucking small. But it was still like yeah. what Helen women, Hunt. What women want and pay it forward. Yeah. Mm, both of those did not do well. Yeah. I forgot well, she was in Trancers. Yeah, so the the type of movie that she was in doesn't really get made anymore. No, sensitive. She was always sensitive, understanding female role. Yeah. Um, the pay it forward type movies don't get made now. No. What and Women Want Even the did What Women Want with one. Tiffany Haddish. Really? They remade as like What Men Want. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sure. But, oh, what? I'm sure it was great. I, I know. I love that. Hey, what if we told you that Mel Gibson could read women's minds? <laughs> <laughs> There's not a fucking executive in the world that would yeah. pass that now. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Uh, so yeah, Helen Hunt. Where'd you go? Let's see if she has a. Eh, okay. Yeah. She made it. She directed something in 2007. Well, there you go. Yeah. So that's something. Uh, what else did you do during that? There's your Running Man. Then I started. We're going to be doing a Texas Chainsaw Massacre uh, ranking on the other podcast. So I've been rewatching all of those. I saw again. that that you guys were all watching. I figured that was something along those lines. Yeah. Um, that is for the uninitiated. That is a confusing series. For the initiated, it's a confusing it is, series. It's like parts one, two, three, and four don't align whatsoever. But they all kind of follow, but not really. They will all use things from the previous film, but not everything. So, How like, they many? change. Like, the, there's always, like, the Sawyer family, but they change the amount of people in the family, the makeup of the family. This is, it's kind of like the Transformers series. It's kind of why it's my favorite horror series of films, because they don't try to make them all the same. Like, and parts one through four are all wildly different. So... And then, and then you get into like the, the how Platinum many, Dunes remakes and the, how many complete reboots are there? As opposed to there was the Platinum sequels Dunes or ones, prequels, which had Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Texas Chainsaw Massacre at the beginning. There was Leatherface, which is not Leatherface Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part Three, Jesus. just straight up Leatherface. Jesus, which is, tries to tell a prequel of who, how he became Leatherface. There is Texas Chainsaw 3D, which is attempts to follow only the original film, but they fuck up so much stuff in that one, it just didn't catch on. Because they tried to make it like it's a direct sequel, but oh, that, if that's the case, Alexander Daddario has to be fucking 40 in order for this to work. And instead of just making her, like, a child of the... Ch like, in Texas Chainsaw 3D, a child survives the massacre of the, the Sawyer family where they get all killed, almost. Okay. And the lone surviving child gets taken in by another family, and then later she finds out who she is, and tech, and she finds her one surviving relative, and Leatherface is living in the basement type of thing. But they keep playing it off like she's his cousin, and is like the child of the people that were murdered in the first one, which took place in 1972 or 74, whenever it fucking took place. Only that one takes place in the 2000s. So she would be fucking 40. Right. 
and they never tried to fix any of that shit. It would have been a very simple fix. Otherwise, well, there's some uh, fun shit in Alexandria there. Daddario is probably way hotter than someone they would have to get in their 40s. Yes. So, decision made yeah. for them. And then they did the Texas Chainsaw Massacre from Netflix last year, which is like a legacy sequel of, again, the first one, but ignoring Texas Chainsaw 3D. Yeah. It's incredibly convoluted. Um... But My blood sugar is low, so I have to eat a Kit Kat. <laughs> but I fucking love them. I love them so hard. Um, Although the, the 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 Michael Bay Platinum Dune ones are my least favorite because they're just fucking mean. And Texas Chainsaw needs some humor in it in order to work. Which ones it. would that be on this list? Uh Texas Ch the one directed by Marcus Nispel and the one directed by Jonathan Liebsman. Why do I know that name? What did he do? I don't know. Other shit for Platinum Dunes. Um. I have the list of the series up. That's what yeah. I'm talking about. Um, so the original is like by far like the best movie, oh, right? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. By far the best one. Texas Chainsaw 2 is one that basically they had been begging Toby Hooper to remake to make a sequel make, and he didn't want to fucking do it. So he's like, fine. You can tell from the Breakfast Club style poster there yeah. that he went way more humorous in this one. Appears to. Uh, first time I saw it, I fucking hated it because I was expecting... A sequel to Texas Chainsaw. Right. It, it is not. It is, but it's not. It is, it's but it's a, not. It's a slapstick Three Stooges type film almost. Huh. It's fucking ridiculous in its humor, but it's charming in its humor, and I kind of like it. And it's got some of the best set pieces in the in any of the films. Um. Then you get Leatherface, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre Three, which is a very grimy kind of slasher film, but okay. it's it's. Not as funny as two, but more as more serious than two. So it kind of, and I guess it, it's one of those ones that has forever had a cut that no one ever saw because they had to pull so much violence for you know the to make it an R. Uh, Vigo, a young Vigo Mortensen is in it as one of the family members. He is awesome. Uh, then you get I am never going to call it the Return of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Why? Because it, it is Texas Chainsaw Massacre: The Next Generation. It is always that. Interesting. Yeah. Um, that's the one that was filmed in Texas in 1995, 94, 95, starring Matthew McConaughey and Renee Zellweger, which didn't even get, I think, aired, and like didn't even get put out on video till like, 97. Um, until, they tried... they, until they got famous? No, no, no. Not, they tried to block it from coming out. Oh. Because it was, like, you know, very goofy. It's It's... And then they try to, like, put in, like, an Illuminati subplot into it. So it's like, okay, you're trying to definitely make it into that 90s paranoid X-Files type of right. shit. <laughs> there I'm are thinking. literal men in black suits in this one. <coughs> for no real reason. Nice. Um, yeah, and then it got rebooted in 2003 with Michael Bay's uh, Platinum Dunes. Where they follow the plot pretty close to the original. Make it grimier. Make it, you know, sexier. Uh, take out all the fucking humor. Um, and then the beginning really just gets mean and nasty. Oh, God, he directed some shit. Yeah. I think that... Wow. It, okay, this is... That's what I recognize. Do, Jonathan Liebesman. He did that ninja, that awful Ninja Turtles Darkness movie. Falls, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Beginning, uh, The Killing Room, I'm not sure what that is, Battle of Los Angeles, Wrath of the Titans. The, the worst one. Yep. Let's, Teenage Mutant uh, Ninja Turtles and 
Doolittle uncredited. <laughs> um, what would be the fastest way to get to him? What was it? L I E B E S M E N. Oh my god, it's right there. I could have just looked. So one thing I hate about Letterboxd is like on IMDb you can spell shit mostly correct yeah. and it will still kind of get it. Letterboxd does not. Nope. Letterboxd okay. they're like fucking spell it right. Oh, someone ranked their films. His films. Oh, and he also did Rings which was garbage. Wow. Let's go uh, sort by average rating. His highest rated is a is that even a movie? No, it's eight minutes long. So his best thing is an eight-minute-long short, yeah. followed by <sighs> Rings, which was not good. A 2.9 uh, is, is... His highest-rated film is a 2.9. Yeah. The Killing Room is 2.6. I've never heard of that. Yeah, no oh, idea what Nick Cannon's in it, so... Oh, thank goodness. Uh, the Chainsaw... Texas Chainsaw movie is uh, a 2.6. Yeah. Which, it, it was better... Than the the first Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake, but not by much. Darkness uh, Falls sucks. I don't know what Darkness Falls that was is. A shit horror movie. Uh, Battle L.A. I know is pretty bad. Yep. Uh, I believe ranking it's on... off those two point threes. Look at them. I think. Oh, it's on Paramount Plus, so we could watch it. No. Uh, the Ninja Turtles movie is terrible. I actually own that. A two point three. Proud Titans 2.1? 2.2. They actually... I've never seen this movie. I actually own it. Oh, it's garbage. But I've never seen it. Absolute garbage. Because uh, one year it was uh, $3.99 Blu-ray at Black Friday, and I bought it, and I have never watched it. But they did do a pitch meeting on it this week. I might have the Blu-ray now. Yeah. <laughs> I think you might have given it to me. <laughs> And I still... Well, congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Lucky. Um, uh, they actually... That was this week's pitch meeting was Wrath of the Titans. Oh, wow. And the, one of the first things they talk about is uh, his Kenny Powers hair. <laughs> and now that's all I can see. Yeah. God. Fucking Sam Worthington. Ugh. Yeah, they tried for a couple minutes to make him something. Yeah. Uh, so I still have to rewatch Texas Chainsaw Massacre The Next Generation and the Netflix sequel... And then I'll have them all taken care of. Leatherface was... It tried to be good, but it, it just it had a stupid twist. So, like, this one, the most recent one... Uh-huh. And... The 2003 one. And then the original one. Are they all... No. The, the two... Th no. <laughs> no, because the newest one yep. is a sequel to the first one. <clears throat> it's Leatherface has been in this town for 40 years just waiting for something new to happen. Why does it have the same fucking name? Minus the V. Why Why are two of them called Leatherface? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I can't. I don't know. Why is there Texas This is the most oddly named franchise. Oh, yeah. Um, I get at least with the with the Fast and the Furious ones, there's kind of a thing They have to. By law, they have to. They can't name them all Fast and the Furious. Because Roger Corman owns the sequel name rights. Right. So, like... They have to do stupid shit with their names. <laughs> that's what it is. Now, no, that's that's right. Yeah. Uh, and so they're all ridiculous. Yeah. But these ones, 
like you said, they, they don't even make sense. Yeah, Texas Chainsaw 3D isn't the third film. And the one that is the third film was originally just called Leatherface. And then the one that is like, what, the ninth one or eighth one is also called Leatherface. But it's a prequel. There are... But not the prequel from 11 years prior. Right. And not related to the prequel so at all. So what is the... What is it a prequel of? It's just another trying to retell the origin of Leatherface. Okay. And it's stupid. Oof. Because it has a really dumb twist. It's not awful, but the twist is but just But it's really stupid. <laughs> well, it's because the entire time you're watch- you're following these three kids who have escaped from like a-, a youth mental health facility. And one of them is a big, large, fat kid who's kind of dumb and kind of violent. And it's like, of course that would be Leatherface. Oh, and No, it's, it's, it's the no, other one. Yeah, yeah. Even though it's like... That kid is supposedly 16 and about 5'8". Yeah. How does he become 6'6 six, six and 350 pounds in a, in a matter of years? No. Especially now that you've gouged his face up with a chainsaw and he can't eat. Like, that kid, that kid ain't going to put on weight anytime soon. It was, it, yeah. It was like, one of those things where it's like, oh, well, it's going to be obvious who he is the entire time, but we're going to trick you. Yeah. No. It would have been fine just making it the kid we thought it was the entire time. It's not something that needs a fucking twist. But they did, and it was dumb. You watched Battle Royale. I watched Battle Royale because uh, Andrew and I had been talking about it because yeah. uh, we'd been talking about something, and then mm, Hunger Games came up, and I mentioned this, and she had never seen it. So it was like, it still makes me fucking mad that this film is not nearly as watched as like Hunger Games, even though... It's so much better than Hunger Games. Well, I'm a perfect example. I have all not always. I have been aware of this movie for a long time. Mm-hmm. I have never watched it. Yeah, uh, it is on Tubi though, so I should actually. Uh, whoops, no, that's not what I want to do. I want to do that. There we go. On to my watch list, where I will never see it again because <laughs> my watch list is now beyond the point of being useful. Yeah. Uh, I need to just delete everything on it. But I won't. Um, I have... There have been a couple of good purchases. The 499s are, are, have been a little bit better the last couple of weeks. Mm. Uh, but anyway, uh, before I do that, you... Uh, what was the other one that I wanted to... Oh, you know what one surprised the shit out of me? Hmm. Modern Vampires. 1998 film starring Casper Van Dien and Natasha uh, Gregson Wagner. I don't know um, who that is. She was one of those girls who was in, like... She was one of the girls that, like, he... John Cusack dated in High Fidelity. Okay. You would recognize her. She was, like, yeah. just a, you know, manic pixie little dream girl brunette. Right. Um, everywhere in the 90s for a bit. Um, but they play, uh, vampires, but they are modern, of course, it takes place in the 90s. Um, the Count Dracula is living in Los Angeles. Oh. And, uh, Van Helsing has come to kill him. Van Helsing is played by Rod Steiger. I was gonna say, is Rod Steiger... Oh, he is Van Helsing. Um, Kim Cattrall is in it with Craig Ferguson as, like, a vampire power couple type thing, even though they're not together, but they kind of fuck. It's weird. Uh, Natasha Gregson Wagner is a vampire who's killing people so that everyone thinks she's a serial murderer. Hmm. And that way, the vampires want her dead because she's bringing attention. Van Helsing wants to just kill everybody. And Van Helsing enlists the the work of the Crips in order to help hunt down vampires. Sweet. 
And that is just as bad as you will think it is. Yeah. Um, but Jesus Christ, it was a lot of fun. It was, like, stupidly fun. Also on Tubi. Yeah. Is that where you watched it? No, I actually have oh. the Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> It was one of those that came out. I'm like, I've never seen this, and it's a 90s film. Yeah. I'll fucking buy it for like 10 bucks. Why not? Yeah. I can think of a couple. It was surprisingly fun. I mean, it definitely knew what it was. It's very over the top. But, yeah, surprisingly fun. Uh, Do you want to start your list? Or is there something? Uh, Scroll up, see if there's anything else I want to. Oh, uh, Pet Cemetery Bloodlines, I would definitely like to talk about. Oh, that's recent. How did they fuck this up? Um, it is the story of Judd Crandall and Timmy Baderman yep. from the movie. Um, and it sticks to a lot of the same stuff. Uh, Judd Crandall is about to leave Ludlow, him and his girlfriend, um, to join the Peace Corps. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, he's very excited to get out of town. She's the one who pretty much wants to go and he's just kind of going with her because, you know, she's super hot and he's yeah. living in fucking Ludlow, Maine. Right. Um, but he wants to get out. Um, he has two friends, Manny and Timmy. Who are still in town. Uh, Manny is a native. Uh, isn't going anywhere. His sister's like an artist. And Timmy just returned from the Vietnam War. Nobody has really seen him, but his dad is like, no, Timmy just came home. He's got a silver star. Super proud of him. Something is obviously wrong with Timmy. That right. you know from the first movie. And a lot of it is really interesting. Uh, they made him very smart. The Timmy Baderman character. Like, it's not just the, you know, that's in the flashbacks. It's kind of like Clancy Brown in Pet Cemetery 2, where he's possessed by a spirit, dead, but still kind of smart. Which, I, I was fine with that part. But then they changed the whole ending, because there's a lot of Vietnam allegory going on in this film, because, yeah. like, you learn that um, Judd's dad played by um, Elliot from E.T., uh, Henry Thomas, basically paid money so he never had to go to Vietnam. Okay. And he feels guilt over going into the Peace Corps because, you know, his friend went and other boys are going. But you also learn that there's a long history of the town knowing what the Pet cemetery is, and the town elders have been entrusted with keeping people away from it. Like, Judd's relative was one of the original people... The name Ludlow is named after the the first actual guy who turned into a cannibal. Oh. And they named it Ludlow so they would never forget. <laughs> and then, you know, every member of that original those original families passes this knowledge down to their son to be a protector of the town. Right. Cool. That Judd is never telling fucking Lewis Creed about that place. Right. If it's like Holy shit, you know, all of your friends... Right. All of your friends died because of this. Your girlfriend died. Your best friends died. You are not going to tell fucking Lewis Creed to go bury a cat there. Right. It wouldn't be like, now listen. Yeah. I've been keeping these secrets and stuff for my whole life, yeah. but I understand your cat just died. Yeah. So... And you just moved in. I kind of like the cut of your jib. <laughs> oh, so I'm so gonna let me tell you about this horrifying town secret that murdered a ton of people in the town last time it got out but i understand your cat just died yeah. so I mean, they do play into neat things it's like i feel like my hand the wendigo here. spirits talk to the ones that are more susceptible mm -hmm. but still judd would not i don't care judd would not be one of the most susceptible ones so again <laughs> i don't know how i could go in, any other way with this, this decision. place takes 19 takes place in 1969 
you know, the next Pet Cemetery is in like the mid night early nineties. So at the very least, twenty years goes by without anyone else being buried in that fucking cemetery. And now Judd Maybe he figured it was long enough. Even though this town dates back to the 1600s. He's like, you know what? Uh, it's been and boring. They, I'm old. Detailed notes going back to the 1600s about this shit. I'm pretty old. It's been boring around here for quite a while. I haven't had to burn anyone. You know what? If I talk this guy into burying his dead cat, you know, maybe his kid gets hit by a truck. And then uh, yeah. he buries him too. Yeah. And then he buries his wife. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then the kid will kill me. And I'm out of this fucking miserable town. Yeah. I fucking hate it here. I mean, maybe... I just want to die. Maybe that was it. <laughs> like, if Judd was just so haunted that he wanted to fucking <clears throat> die but could not bring himself to it, I could get behind that. Um, they changed how Timmy Baderman dies. Like, the house still catches fire, but they all escape through a series of tunnels, apparently, that he had built into the basement in the week and a half he's been dead. I'm talking, like, a lot of fucking tunnels. Like... The Viet, the Viet Cong allegory is yeah, strong I was going to say, yeah. To the point where you're just like, oh my fucking god. I mean, actually, no, I take it back. The girlfriend didn't die. She almost got killed. She does survive to the end and they move into Timmy's a tunnel guy now. Yeah. Like, yeah. It would have been fine as a story on its own, but it does not tie into the Judd, Cran- the Judd Crandall that you know in the next film. Right. Not at all. Was the... Uh, oh shit, I got away from it. That and it ties in a lot to the the remake, like with the masks being made, the animal masks. Was the re- was this any good? The remake, the twenty nineteen one. It was fine. I didn't hate it. I probably if I gave it like probably what like, I gave it like a four. Yeah, I was fine with it. Might not if I watched it again, but I remember like thinking people are pretty hard on this. It was fine. They changed. I mean, they changed a lot of shit. Like it's not you know Gage that dies in this one. It's Ellie. It's the girl, right? Yeah. Which fine. You want to make something different? Cool. The original's still there for me to enjoy. But don't make a prequel that doesn't effectively lead into either of the remake, either of the Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't line up with either Yeah, uh, And it, it could have easily. It could have very easily. Yeah. Huh. It, yeah. Um, list? Oh, yeah. Oh, there was one other one. Go back. There's one other one I wanted to talk about, I think, real quick. Oh, the Stephen King film The Boogeyman. Pretty good. Really? That's on Hulu now. Um, you know, it's coming from a short story, so it's it's a little weak, but... It was a, I was, I, it was a perfectly acceptable thriller film. Horror thriller. Um, what, is, what book is it? Uh, the short story The Boogeyman. I can't remember what book it is. You know, I don't know. It's one of the older ones, I feel. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It's another one of those where grief is the monster. Yeah. But, like, Chris Messina's awesome in it. Uh, and Sophie Thatcher's really good in it. It's a, it's a good film. A little hokey at, in some points. I think that's why I probably only gave it a three and a half instead of a four. But, yeah, really well-made film. Cool. So, yeah, two Stephen, new Stephen King films came out for me to watch this week. I was not aware of that one. Yeah. What about Clown House? Oh, that did not hold up at all. That's the one from when we were kids. Oh, okay. With uh, with the the fucking pedophile director. And man, it is come again. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> so Victor Salva, the director of this film, yeah. went on to make the Jeepers Creepers films. Actually oh yes, was okay. arrested and did time. <clears throat> For molesting his lead star in this film, who was the youngest of the boys in the film. Great. Um, 
it is like, you know the shower scenes from At Pupil, how they kind of get you weird? Yeah. This is a lot like that. Like, you actually see like a 10-year-old's ass in this film. Because he wets the bed at one point and puts on a pair of shorts and he like shows his ass. You don't need to show a 10-year-old boy's ass. Nope. Ever. <laughs> and then like the boys are in their underwear. His butt is implied. They're <laughs> they're in their underwear a lot. And we're talking like, and they're, we're like shooting from like Michael Bay angles here on a lot of these. Yeah, it was very creepy to watch. No, <laughs> Look, I know. Underneath his name, an American filmmaker, convicted convicted sex offender, and pedophile. Yeah. All right. Letterbox is not holding back. No. Nor yeah, when you said the Jeepers Creepers guy, that then the story clicked. Yeah, I remember you talking Powder, which was a Disney fucking film. Was that with Sean Leonard's? Not Sean, Sean Leonard. Scott. Sean Patrick. Yeah. Well. Yeah. But again, it's been unavailable on DVD since, like, it came out on DVD and was, like, pulled within, like, a week from shelves because people are like, no, 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 no. <laughs> so, um, it's one of those that there's constantly bo- people selling bootlegs, and I finally just, like, fuck yeah, I'll buy a $10 bootleg and just see. Because I remember being scared of it as a kid. Yeah. Like, when it came out, it was, like, we were, like, 15, 14. Yeah. 13, 14. And it was effective. It, it's kind of boring now. Yeah. It's not that good. But I'm glad I watched it again. <laughs> and you own it. Yeah. And I own it. But he saw none of the money because it's a bootleg. Right. <clears throat> but yeah, to uh, continue with our, our horror themes, because we haven't done one of these in a while, uh, I did a 25 horror films that have been released since Letterbox Since we started did you make a list? in Letterbox, huh? Did you make a letterbox? I had not made a list yet. That would have been handy. But I will. Okay. But I literally just wrote this down this morning. How many... So, <clears throat> I'm always... Uh... I like to talk about the horror movies, about how many different subgenres there mm-hmm. are in horror. How many of these are like legit? I would I would call them the the dreadful ones, the ones that are legit scary. Oh, there's a couple. Yeah, but there's because those are the ones watch. I like. Those are the ones that I like to watch the trailers of. Yeah, but I don't watch. But like like slashers and stuff like yeah. that. I don't give a shit. Um, and a lot of these don't. A lot of these, and I think it's showing just how things are now. Don't fall into necessary categories. They're all they're hybrids. In one one form or another. Um, well, yeah, there's. A, I was actually surprised at how good this list is. Hmm. Um, I didn't include certain films because I didn't include like Midsommar because that is like an acknowledged classic now. Yeah. Um, I think Us. I didn't include. I didn't include any of the legacy sequels, even if they were great. Like okay. I didn't include like the new Candyman yeah. or the new Scream films, um, stuff like that, just because. They're easy to... Those are easy ones to recommend. Uh, most of these are... Would it be fair to say these are mostly not franchises unless they, unless that franchise started in the last couple of years? Yeah, and if they are franchises, yeah, this, they're the films starting a franchise, yeah. most likely. Yeah. Um, they, these are all four and four and a halves. Ooh. Yeah, they're all well-ranked. Um, and only one isn't streaming, which surprised me. Hmm. So there's a good list here. Um, so I'll start off with one of the more obvious ones because it just came out recently, and that's Megan, the 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 killer robot mm-hmm. one. Um, that's on Peacock, right? That is on Amazon Prime. It might oh. be on Peacock as well. I actually just got the 4K in today. Uh, they had a Steelbook. Best Buy put out a Steelbook, and I got it sent to me. So because I ordered it, it didn't just get it sent to me. I ordered it. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> just showed but, up. 
But the packaging is really cool. It makes it look like the box that the toy comes in in the movie. Oh, cool. So it's kind of neat. Uh, and it's in 4K, and it's the unrated cut, which is the first Blu-ray they put out was not the unrated cut. You had to, like, pay to rent the unrated cut before. Cause it's they, bloodier. Because they, they do that shit now. Yeah, it's bloodier. Some swearing. Um, but, yeah, that's a good take on the killer doll. Um, really, really good film. Fun. Gonna <clears throat> already filming a sequel. Yeah. Uh, the next one was one of the first ones that came out during the pandemic, and that is Host. It's told all over webcam. Uh, it's a bunch of groups. It's a group of f- friends who are getting together over the pandemic to just chat oh, yeah, yeah. and have a seance and try to, you know, like basically a Ouija board over the internet. Um, and it was filmed. Everybody, no one actually met during the filming. They all filmed it in their own apartments. Yep. Like the director would get on and video chat with them what he wanted to do, but they were responsible for like setting up the shit. Uh, very effective little, you know, because of course the spirit gets loose and starts fucking up people. Like they do. Um, but a very good film. Uh, it's on Shutter. It was a Shutter exclusive. A lot of these are Shutter exclusives. Uh, next up, I've got a film called His House. It's about an African family that is is fleeing, um, and they get they seek ref- refugee status in England, and they get put in like you know some shitty housing because it's all that's available. And the house is, of course, haunted. Of course. But their experience with what they've... The trauma they've experienced in their lives is what's making a lot of it happen. Uh, but it's 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 an interesting haunted house film from a perspective we don't usually get that of, like, a foreign immigrant. Yeah. Um, and it's very specific to the trauma. Unless that foreign immigrant is Sarah Michelle Geller in Japan or something. <laughs> yes. <'Cause> isn't <laughs> that what she was in The Grudge? Oh, yeah. Oh, she, I can't something. remember what she was doing there, but yeah. She was, like, being a nanny or something yeah. like that? Um, the last one is one of the newer ones. Uh, this just came out on Hulu. We Need to Do Something. Wait, no, I take that back. That's a different one. That one, that was no news. Uh, we Need to Do Something is all, it's on Hulu. It's an end-of-the-world film starring Pat Healy, who most people aren't going to recognize. But basically, there's a massive storm, um, and they get this family gets shuttered inside their own house in the bathroom. What's it called? Uh, we Need to Do Something. I think it's based on a story by Adam Neville. I could be wrong. Who's the writer on it? Max Booth the third. Oh, okay, it's Max Booth Sama. Okay. Um, but yeah, they get stuck there, trapped in a bathroom for days, and something weird is happening in the world outside. Okay. Uh, some really cool, creepy jump scares in that one. Um, low, low budget, but really well done. Um, yeah, because you never, you know, you never uh, quite okay. know what is happening in the outside world, but something is happening, and they're just—it's a family stuck in a bathroom, and you know things go wrong, of course, because they're stuck in a bathroom. He's been in some good stuff. He is. He's a great character actor, uh, but he's also been in—he's been the lead in a bunch of horror films too, like Cheap Thrills was really fucking awesome. He was in Draft Day. The in- apparently <laughs> the Innkeepers was really good. Um, yeah, he's a—he's a fun little actor. Uh, next, I have uh, a Korean zombie flick, The Sadness. Uh, probably one of the more brutal zombie films that has come out recently. Um, really fucked up. It's 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 picture if you just picture the um, the fast zombies from like Train to Busan getting yep. out and fucking everything up. Like it's and yes, yeah, it's, it's not just violent. Like these zombies are fucking depraved. 
Like, there's some weird sex shit that happens in this film. Of course. Like, I don't know if I ever want to see a zombie rape a woman's eye socket, but that is implied in this film. Doesn't happen on screen, but it's fucking <laughs> implied quite heavily. I was actually thinking I would, because I have yet to watch the 4K uh, Train to Busan. I was thinking I would do that. Um, I probably wouldn't watch something like this. Yeah, this one goes a little bit harder. Uh, uh, and is not as good as Train to Busan, but it was still good. It's a good zombie. It goes. It's like a zombie film most Americans would not make. Yeah. Uh, next, I have the Joe Hill uh, adaptation uh, by Scott Derrickson and C. Robert Cargill, "The Black Phone," oh. which is an '80s based yep. film about kids that are getting kidnapped by Ethan Hawke. Uh, Your typical blue van person. Yeah. Uh, very very good film. Uh, Flew under the radar. I don't know why it didn't do better. Ethan Hawke's fucking creepy as shit in it. It was uh, heavily marketed, though. Yeah. It was, like, because... Uh, well, I remember seeing ads for it, and mm-hmm. that's not... I don't usually... Yeah. It's it's a really good film. I don't know why it didn't catch on. Like, I think it still did modestly well, yeah. box office-wise. But it should have done much, much better. Um, And quickly forgotten... Yeah, is, you know, is it the sort of thing that there could be more? Probably not. Yeah, probably not. That might be the thing. Do it's a one and done. So yeah. Uh, next, I have the surprising film Underwater, starring Case Do. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, it's basically the abyss, you know. Except what if the shit coming down and fucking everything up wasn't aliens? It was Cthulhu. Oh nice. Yeah, and like that thing at the end—that's Cthulhu. That big. It shows, like, big giant shark teeth type thing. It's yeah. not shark teeth. It's fucking Cthulhu. But it's basically her underwater running through darkness trying to get out of this place and to safety. Uh, interesting cast. Uh, T.J. Miller's in it. Being a T.J. Miller dude. <coughs> but he dies, so all is well. Um, you know, Vince Cassell's in it. Um, but it's mostly Case Do's film. And she's really, really good in it. Um, yeah. Another one, though, that came out, like, two weeks before the pandemic hit. Oh, yeah. So, it died. Yeah. Um, uh, the next one, that's on Hulu. Uh, Black Phone's on Prime. Sadness is on Shudder. Uh, next one is another Shudder one. Uh, part of the Nick Cage renaissance. Color Out of Space. Uh, another um, Lovecraft adaptation. He plays this farmer. Like, you know, guy in Vermont raising llamas and shit. Right. Um, and all of a sudden, these weird things just start happening. A meteorite crashes and shit starts to change in really strange ways. Um, yeah, lots of mutations. Bizarre, bizarre film, but Cage is fucking awesome in it. Joey Richardson, uh, Tommy Chong, I forgot he was in it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, very, very good part of that like horror, Nick Cage horror renaissance that started coming about after Mandy. Um, also, again, available on Shutter. I think it was a Shutter exclusive. The only one I have that is surprisingly not streaming is also one I think that was the most popular, and that one's Ready or Not. The uh, one starring, um, can't remember her name right off the top of my head, but she looks just like Barbie. <laughs> Samara Weaving? Samara Weaving, yes. Uh, she does look just she like She looks just Barbie. like her. Um, but Samara they Weaving be is sisters. a great actress. Uh, She's marrying Adam Brody. She's marrying into this very rich, wealthy family who, on the eve of the wedding, or no, on after the wedding, the night of the wedding, the family gets together and plays a game. 
Um, she might get chosen, she might not, but um, someone has to die in order to appease the dark forces that have kept this family rich for a long, long time. Um, her job is to survive the night, basically playing hide-and-seek. Huh. Very fun film. Very fun. I think that's one you would like, actually. It sounds like something I would like. Yeah. Uh, very very dark humor. I hear it's not streaming, though. Yeah. <laughs> Surprise that it is not. Of all the fucking films that isn't streaming for free somewhere, that one. Because um, it's easily the most mainstream. Uh, the next one is another Shutter exclusive, another one that kind of comes out of the streaming universe. Uh, Deadstream. It stars a YouTuber who is kind of like a Logan Paul kind of jackass who ran this show where he would do pranks and stuff and got, he got into trouble and lost like sponsors. So now he's going to um, stay all night in a very haunted house and things go horribly wrong for him. Very well made. Very well made film. Uh, it's all found footage type of thing. It's all webcam. <laughs> there is... Uh, the crew consists of a director, writers. Yeah. And, Ca- and the same person as two of those. Cast isn't much more. No. If you look on cast, cast is probably three people. Two. Michael and actor. No, there's at least one more because there's a girl in it. Fucking liars. Oh, no, that is not the right dead stream. Okay. This one's dead... This one's one word. One word? Let's see if we get a different result, then. There ah, we go. Ah, this looks better. I think uh, whatever is picking yeah. his nose. Okay, this is much more uh, along the lines of what I would expect. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> disgraced internet personality. Yeah. It's good. It was a very fun movie. I was surprised by how good it was. Uh, the next one is the second newest one on this list that I've seen. Uh, it's No One Will Save You. It's on Hulu. It is a home invasion film if the home invaders were aliens. Oh. And, yeah. And it's completely fucking silent. Like, there is next to no dialogue in this film at all. Really? It's just this woman who is shunned from the town that she lives. And you learn why over the course of the film, why no one wants to be around her or talk to her. But it's her just basically facing off against aliens trying to invade her first her house and then the town. Very cool film. And that's on Hulu. That is on Hulu. Uh, the last one is the newest one. I literally watched it yesterday. Uh, it is Totally Killer on Prime, starring Kieran Sherpka. The aforementioned Kieran Chipka. Um, it's Back to the Future, but with killers. This or this okay. girl, um, her mother, played by uh, what's her name, Julie Bowen, yeah, was one of four friends in high school. Three of them all got murdered by a killer who's wearing like a I don't know Max, Max Hedrum slash Duran Duran slash Halloween mask type of thing. Um, the mother survived; the other three died. Um, but at the start of the film, the killer kills her mother. Her best friend is luckily a science nerd and trying to build a time machine for science fair. And she ends up going back to to 1987 and is trying to solve the murders and save the, save the people getting killed only because she's there. Shit's going out of whack. So now it's changing the future. Not in a, they actually make a lot of back to the future jokes. Like, no, of course you wouldn't just disappear. It's bullshit. You'd just be stuck here. Um, but it, it's a fun film. It's it's slight, 
but it's very funny. Kieran Sharp goes excellent in it. Um, they they nail the eighties very yeah. well. Absolutely, nail. and it's not just like oh look here's a Rubik's cube. We're in the eighties. Yeah, it's a lot of like she's talking a lot in the trailer. You see it a lot where someone like touches. She's like oh unwanted touch, <laughs> you know, or you know. Like, you can't talk like that. That's just toxic masculinity. And everyone's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Because, um, you know, gym class is all just sexist and shit. Yeah. Um, but that's the newest one. I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, fine. That's another one I think you and Robin would like. Yeah, it sounds like it. What uh, about that last... Uh... No one will save you? Yeah. Yeah, I think you'd like that. Okay. It's good. Um, the next is kind of a... All three films would have been on this list, and they're all by the same director, so I put them on here. Uh, Bliss, VFW, and Christmas Bloody Christmas, all directed by Joe Bigos. Bigos. Uh, Bliss is on Prime, the other two on AMC+. Bliss is a really kind of cool vampire flick. She's an artist. Uh, she goes on these drug binges, becomes a vampire. Okay. Very interestingly filmed, uh, very stylized. VFW is a siege film. Starring a bunch of old dudes. Oh, I've seen this. Uh, I have not seen this, but yeah, I, I, yeah. But it's got like Stephen. Uh, what's his name from fucking Stephen Avatar, Lang? Stephen Lang. Um, the dude from Karate Fucking Kid. Martin uh, Cove, the aforementioned uh, guy who Schwarzenegger <laughs> dropped off, Sully. Um, what's his name? David Patrick Kelly. Oh, <laughs> nice. William Sadler. Yeah. Yeah, there he is. Um. And yeah, there's just like a gang war going on outside, and they have to defend their VFW hall. One of someone who's basically someone who's escaping violence gets in there, and then they're like, "Well, fuck it, we're not going to send you out there to get murdered, so we're going to fight everybody." Fred, uh, Fred Williamson. It's yeah, assault on precinct precinct thirteen. Only everyone is a member of AARP. Gotcha. And but they're badasses. It's a very fun film. And then lastly was Christmas Buddy Christmas which is about a bunch of Santa robots that go rampaging because they malfunction at Christmas time. That's not the... Uh... Are you thinking what? of Violent Night? Probably. The one the... with the fucking dude from Stranger Things? Yes. That one would also have been on here, but I only wanted one Christmas film. Gotcha. Uh, so I liked the one with the killer robots. And again, it was Joe Bigo, so I had like, hey, three, three Joe Bigos films. Because um, he's a filmmaker that more horror fans should know. Like, the hardcore horror fans know who he is, but all like casuals do not. But he's awesome. He makes awesome movies. Uh, the next one I think you have actually seen. Mm. It's another horror... It's another Hulu exclusive. Little Monsters. I have seen Little Monsters. Yes. Uh, with Lupita Nyong, or Nyong'o, Nyong'o. Uh, as like a kindergarten teacher who takes her kids on a field trip and <clears throat> zombies happen. Right. Um, and she's just fucking so badass in it. Um, I need to rewatch that again. I wish it would get a fucking, like, physical release. It still hasn't. Oh, because it's a Hulu original, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. That's another one I'll probably end up getting a bootleg for. Uh, but yeah, this was, like, fresh off of uh, Us. Yep. And she's just, yeah, she's badass. She, she is able to play both a kindergarten teacher and a badass fairly well. Right. Uh, next up is... Again, is that one, the only movie on the list that I would have seen? Probably. Probably. Uh, next up is another one that happened right at the time of the pandemic, so it got kind of ignored, and that is Invisible Man. I've seen that. Okay. I couldn't remember if you had or not, but that's uh, another Lee, Lee 1L film. 
uh, starring Elizabeth Moss. Oh, it, oh, it's a very interesting take on the Invisible Man because again, it's more from like the Invisible Man himself is still a complete asshole bastard, but this one is more from his victim's point of view. Yeah, uh, great film, great film. I wish they would let him do more of these. Like they could have just given the Dark Universe to him and said go. Oh, even though I guess now Guillermo del Toro is doing a Frankenstein, like he has started filming it. Really? Yeah, I'm very excited for that. Uh, next up is one I've talked about a whole bunch on the podcast before when as we watched as part of my other podcast and we interviewed the creators, uh, Hellbender. Yep. Just a fun little witchy, you know, witch in the wilderness type of film with a family with a haunted past. Uh, really enjoy it. The, the filmmakers are just incredibly cool people. Um, the Adams family, oddly enough. Uh-huh. Uh, Zelda Adams, uh, Lou Adams, John Adams, and Toby Poser, the, the, the matriarch of the family. I that is actually the 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 letterboxed uh, whatever you'd call it top picture or whatever on the uh, the Hellbender page. I use that as one of our aforementioned thumbnails. Yes, <clears throat> the first time you watch it, which probably no one saw because they just see our thing. But anyway, yeah, uh, that's also available currently on Shutter. It's Shutter exclusive. Um, another one from a well-known director, um, but did not hit as well as I thought it would have been, and that was um, Men. The film by Alex... Why am I forgetting? Garland? Alex Garland, yes. Uh, about this woman who, after her boyfriend dies, goes off to the English countryside to get some rest and relaxation, and then all of a sudden, every man starts looking like the same exact man. Mm. Um, this one's super popular with the right right wing, um, <laughs> as you would imagine. The hashtag not all men crowd was all over this one. Um, <laughs> but, it, it, yeah, it's... It's a brilliant fucking film. I wish it had done better. Um, the next one is probably the most popular film on the list. But it's still one that somehow... It did well, but it didn't do as well. And that's um, Nope. Uh, I've seen Nope. That's right, you have seen Nope. Um, I've seen all these movies. Things. <laughs> I know. You're, these are just old hat for you. Uh, this was Jordan Peele's third film. Did not get the Academy Award nominations I that, that Get Out got. It did not get, like, the... She should have got an Academy Award nomination like Us did. It's not as scary as Us. It's not as political as Get Out. I still found that film fucking brilliant. <coughs> I can't believe it didn't... <coughs> Excuse me. ...better. It's uh, it's scary sci-fi. Yeah. Um, and not even, like, really scary sci-fi. It's... it's yeah. Along the lines of... But an of entire the, house does get drenched in blood as a true. creature digests every human it just ate. Well, and spits it back out. Well, when you put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, those last two are both on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, next up is Barbarian, which is currently on Hulu. A very small little film uh, starring Justin Long, um, Alexander Skarsgård. Uh, it starts off with uh, this woman is going for a job interview in Detroit. She rents a B&B. Not a B&B, an Airbnb. Shows up, and Alexander Skarsgård's also renting it out at the same time. Um, some weirdness ensues. You're never quite sure who to trust. It then cuts to Justin Long's character, who actually owns the house and has been airbnb it out while he's a director or writer or something out in Hollywood. He's uh, getting canceled because he's a terrible fucking human goes back to this house that he owns and there's a tunnel underneath his house and some weird shit goes on in that tunnel hmm. uh, very very creepy fucking film uh, 
came out of nowhere. Also, another one without a physical release currently on Hulu. Uh, the next two are part of a trilogy that the third one still has not come out yet, and that is Ty West's X and Ty West's Pearl. Pearl? Yep. See, now uh, these I've heard of. X is a very Texas Chainsaw Massacre type film. Uh, it's a film crew goes out to this place in the middle of nowhere to film a porn. Uh, and there they come across this old woman, an old man. The old woman is named Pearl. Um, and they turn out to be murderers. Of course. Um, you then shoot back to Pearl, which takes place in the 1940s or 30s, where you meet a very young Pearl, and you learn what made her the way she is. Uh, very Wizard of Ozzy. Uh, and the no way this film was told is absolutely gorgeous, incredibly well shot. Two distinctly different style of horror movies, both written and directed by the same guy. And, and the next one that comes out is Maxine, with triple X Maxine. And it stars the woman who <laughs> survived. Actually, it would be Max. And Maxine is the survivor of X. It should be noted that Maxine and Pearl are both played by the same woman, Mia Goth. Uh, those are all. Those are both available on Paramount, which leads into the next film. So is she a different character in every single movie? No, no. She plays both Pearl and Maxine in X. Pearl in oh, Pearl okay. and Maxine in Maxine. <clears throat> gotcha. Max X X X Maxine. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So there's one where there's, she's both. And she then, plays both. And then one of each where she's just that person. Yeah. And then she is also in the next one, which is also a double feature by Brandon Cronenberg, son of David Cronenberg, that is Infinity Pool. Oh, yes. I think I just described that recently. Yes. Where rich people can go and have fun, and if they do something terrible... Hi, Colin. Colin. If they do something terrible, they just basically have a clone made of them to take their punishment. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Isn't that... uh, uh, What was the... Shit, what's the one with the the island or something like that? Where it's... Uh, oh, with, with Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, yeah. and their clones uh, in case someone gets sick. Yeah, only this one, they watch the clones take their punishment. Like, they watch the clone, their clones get murdered. <laughs> and then they start to wonder, am but I why, actually... why, though? Am I... Because <clears throat> they make them. Because you gotcha. still have to experience the punishment. Oh, gotcha. And then they start to fuck the mess with you. You know, like, are you sure you're not the clone? Are you sure we didn't kill you and you are the clone? It's it's Cronenberg head trippy stuff. It's messed up. And lastly, uh, is the other Brandon Cronenberg film, Possessor, uh, which is about an assassin who can enter the minds of other people in order to commit assassinations. Only she she sometimes starts to get lost in their psyche. Why wouldn't you just get into the mind of the person you were trying to kill and fling yourself off a building? Because they have to make it look like they were murdered by someone else. In order, it's often like insurance shit. Like, the person has gotcha. to be murdered. Nor for something, whatever it is to work, the person has to be murdered. Okay. Why, thank you, Colin. Thanks, buddy. You're welcome. Colin's handing out uh, fun size Snickers. It's, not like trick, the, it's like trick-or-treat. Not the... We're talking uh, horror movies <coughs> and getting trick-or-treat candy. Not the, the, the cheapo Mm-mm. mini... Uh, I, I hate that they use bite mini size. Mini. Yeah, fucking bite size. You, you're not even... It's, the, the ratio it's not even of, a real bite. <laughs> No, no, these are fun size. Mm-hmm. So they're like the, uh, the the quarter Snickers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Colin, what is up? I'll pause. <clears throat> Unpaused. Both of those are Brandon Cronenberg films. Both incredibly weird. Uh, seek out the unrated cuts of both, because both of the unrated cuts are definitely not for the faint of heart. Um, and then this is the... The actress is the one that was... 
in the movie that that um, there was some all the stuff around the Oscars. Yeah, Andrea Riseborough, which is too bad because she's a great actress. Yeah. Also part of the Cage Renaissance by starring as Mandy in the film Mandy. Been a lot, uh, a lot of stuff that I'm aware of, but have never seen. Yeah. Birdman, Nocturnal Animals. Amsterdam was bad, right? Hmm? Amsterdam was bad. I haven't seen it, but it did not do well. 2.5. Also with Margot Robbie. <clears throat> Interesting. Okay. But yeah, those are my 25 films you should seek out this month if you're up for horror films and they've been recent. And again, all but one is streaming. I would, I would actually... Legit, I think there was three or four in there that I would actually watch. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just distracted. Colin's still milling around in the background. What else we got? Uh, that's all I have to talk about. Because again, I'm going to continue with the horror marathon, mm -hmm. per usual. Um, looking forward to maybe catching the new Exorcist film, even though it has not gotten good reviews. It hasn't? No. Core fans are fucking out for blood on it. <laughs> apparently, uh, and again, apparently William Friedkin, before he died, was noted as saying, "I just found out the dude from Pineapple Express is re is making one of my Exorcist films, and if there is a life after death, I'm going to come back and haunt him." <laughs> okay. You know, Friedkin's a man of extremes. Mm. There was something. Else. I mean, David Gordon <clears throat> Green has a target on his head anyway from the last two Halloween films that he remade. Oh, is it same that Sam? Yeah, I'm fine with those films. They're not great, but they're not awful. They're definitely better than like the mid '90s into 2000s Halloween films. Yeah, they're just you know. And again, he put them out on streaming, so I got to watch them from home during the pandemic. I was quite pleased with them, and I still love 2000. The, uh, like Halloween 2018 would have been one of the ones at the top of this list if it wasn't 2018. <laughs> I'm going to see if I can get to where I'm trying to get to by like six degrees of... I did. I was able to get to it. Ah, uh, creator? Um, yeah, I was considering... It looks great. Yeah. Because I'm like, do I want to go to the movies to see this? Is I, it, I don't think it's going to be. It's not going to be long. here. It did not do well. No, uh, it doesn't seem like it would. No, it's a very thoughtful, meditative sci-fi flick. Yeah, which unless you're, you know, the Arrival, you don't do well. Did Arrival do well? Yeah, surprisingly. Did uh, what's the other one I'm thinking of? But like Ex, Ex Machina didn't do shit. Thoughtful sci-fi. What um, did Annihilation do? Okay. No. Not at all. That movie's a, even awesome. fucking AI, which was a Spielberg film, didn't do that well mm -hmm. financially. Thoughtful sci-fi do not does not do well at theaters. It's too bad. Yeah. <clears throat> they After almost Yang. Only, they almost don't make you feel bad. Yeah. Nobody wants to pay twenty bucks to go to the theater and have it make you feel bad. Annihilation was like good though. Oh yeah. I mean they're all good, but I mean, but fucking, like Annihilation, I mean, would have, I would think have... But fucking uh, Gareth Evans directed a goddamn Star Wars film. Yeah. You think people would go see it. Yeah. I mean, it's got a 3.4. Yeah. Not an awful rating, but definitely not... I mean, not great, but not awful. It's mostly fours. Yes. Fours and threes and halves.
Yeah, I, I, I yeah. and it's one of those I feel like will get better ratings as it's released on home video. Probably. Because it doesn't seem one that like oh the, but you would think the general people, public is going to love this one. But you think if you went to it, you would I don't know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the you can tell like, like when a Marvel movie opens, mm-hmm. they're always the reviews are super front loaded yeah. with people that were going to be there day one no and, yeah. and are excited about it. Yeah, are yeah it's not unusual for a Marvel it. film to drop off sixty five percent week two. Any other uh, film does that. It's a death knell. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that one... Actually, the box office mojo numbers are probably out for the weekend. <laughs> Let's just, see I'm how it is. The, some of the reviews are funny. <laughs> Bro should have created a better movie. <laughs> uh, oh, God, yeah. This was not a great weekend. No. Uh, Exorcist Believer did $27 million. Paw Patrol did 11.8. Oof. Saw X did 8.2 and the creator did 6.1. That's not good. That is not a great weekend. I mean, Saw X is in its like third week? No, it's only its second week of release. Jesus. Man, what is... Th- but yeah, the creator... It's total gross. Yes, tw- it's it, that's in its second so week. Like it's, what, grossed, it's grossed 24 million. What is actually playing in the theater right now? Was The Nun 2 still playing? Jesus Christ. Hocus Pocus, the the anniversary reissue. Yeah, I haven't checked to see what's in theaters of late. Holy, it's bad. Yeah. Is The Nun 2 even still in theater? Because I kind of do want to see that All right, so at Bangor right now, The Exorcist movie, Paw Patrol is the second second listed. Creator, Saw X... Expendables 4. Oh, really? Dumb Money. Oh, Christ, that's not even in the top ten. A Haunting in Venice. The Nun 2. Barbie. And Hocus Pocus. There is a... So, yeah, because there's, like, a film called, like, The Blind, which I don't even know what it is. Yep, no idea what that is. That sounds like... Man. Long before Phil Robertson was a reality TV star, he fell... Oh, that's right. Who the fuck is that? The Duck... Uh, Duck Dynasty guy? Yes. The, yeah. Wow. That's him. Okay, so that played 10 million just to religious nut jobs. Oh, I get the blind is a duck blind. Yeah. Clever. And then yeah. another one called Dumb Money, which probably is also about the Duck, duck Dynasty guys. That's about the GameStop. GameStop thing. Yeah. Yeah, so those two, the box office is so weak, those two made it into the top 10. Pete Davidson's in Dub Money, though. Uh, I mean, we like we like Paul. But yeah, like Expendables and Barbie are like eleven and twelve. They're not even in the top ten. Yeah. Is uh, the Scorsese one gonna get wide release, or will it just be? No, it's gonna get wide. Yeah. That must be soon, isn't it? Uh yeah, it's this month. <clears throat> um, I'm going to it right now. It goes with the Flower Moon. Gets released on. Why does it not have the date? <laughs> Box office motor, just give me the fucking date. Okay, it's not giving me the date, but yeah, it's gonna get. It's a wide this re- month. It's getting a wide release, and it's this month. Gonna be long, isn't it? Three and a half hours from what I fucking heard. Come on, man, I'm not going to that. No, I, 
I, I would love to see this film in the theater. I cannot sit in a theater for three and a half fucking hours. I mean, we did both... October 20th. We did both sit through Oppenheimer. <sighs> I know. <that's> <laughs> but it's different in the summer when there's nothing to fucking do. Like, right now, like, weekends are my fucking time, man. Yeah. Like, I mean, it'll be different when soccer season's over, but, like, Jesus. Like, the past two weekends, I've done fucking nothing. Oh, yeah. Because I'm like, no, I don't... Doing nothing's do awesome. Yeah. But it's <laughs> Doing like, nothing I do not want to go to Bangor... Yeah. Take an hour drive, sit in the theater for three and a half hours, right. take an hour drive. Oh, it's a, it's a day. Yeah. It's that's, full day and you're just day. watching the movie. Yeah. And yeah. No, I can't do that to myself right now. Sorry. Sorry, Marty. I'll catch it soon enough. You know, I don't like that. No. <laughs> you watch it at home. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I got to get back into, I mean, uh, <clears throat> Predator's great, Terminator's great. It's been a while since I've seen like a good movie. It's why I watched Parasite because uh, yeah, I I, I, I watched Parasite. I had watched Asteroid City, which is great, uh, and then I because I felt like I had been. Yeah, I'm gonna have to do that with my horror month because like gotta mix in of some... late. I've watched a couple like because what I'm trying to do this month for horror, I didn't do a theme. I I did my theme is I haven't watched this and it's on my fucking shelf. Yeah, so I should probably watch it. Yeah. Which means I am pulling up a lot of stuff that I'm like, I definitely got that as part of a sale. Yeah. Or it looked cool, and there were some cool special features on it or whatnot. But yeah, I'm... Yeah. Well, that was my... A lot of two and a half and three three star films right now. I'm going to have to be like, okay, now it's time to watch Halloween again, or fucking The Thing, or... Yeah. I got a course correct. <laughs> well, there's... That that was part of my like end of year plan was to watch all the shit that I've been buying. Because like, all summer I didn't really watch all that much, but I was still buying just yeah. as much. Um, but there's some really good stuff in there, like quality stuff yeah. in there. So I, 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 I got to get back to that, and maybe I'll kind of order it by mm-hmm. uh, quality of movie. Well, and I, I kept hoping like these new ones that were getting released were going to be like, oh, yeah, Pet Cemetery, that's going to be my break of the shit. Oh yeah, no, so didn't didn't work out. No. Um, oh, that's what I was gonna do. I wanted to. See I mean, luckily I've do. got like talk to me waiting at home. That one just came out on physical release, and that one was a really highly rated film this summer. And there's a couple other ones I picked up. And I'm like, oh yeah, I can finally watch that. That should be better at least. Um, my recent ones I bought Shadow of a Doubt yesterday. Ooh, that's that's four ninety nine. Um, Lincoln, Lincoln, which I haven't seen since it came out. It's good. I'm it's sure so it's good. still good. Asphalt Jungle was finally four ninety nine. Uh, I'm still, I'm still doing like the trying to fill in years. Yeah. Uh, so I still buy a shitload of '40s and '50s movies. Um, and then I, I don't really look at the year when I watch it. Some of them I do, like if I know this year I need. <laughs> but I usually don't cheat. I just watch what I kind of feel like watching when I when I decide to do that. So it's about time for me to go back and watch a 40-something. Um, Badlands, I was telling you this story. Uh, it was four ninety nine a while ago, but just on Vudu. Mm-hmm. But just for the SD version. Yeah. And you couldn't even you couldn't even buy an HD version. So I was telling you, it popped up on Movies Anywhere that it was four ninety nine on Amazon. An HD version for four ninety nine. I'm so wondering I if the Criterion rights lapsed. Well, because Criterion's had it on Blu-ray for years. The, there has been an HD out there, but you still can't. Like if you look that movie up right yeah. now on Vudu, you cannot buy it in HD. Yeah. But yeah. since I bought it in HD on 
Amazon, now it shows up on my Vudu as purchased in HD. So weird. Even though you cannot buy it that way so on that weird. service. It is very weird. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I'll be watching that hopefully soon. Jeremiah Johnson, we had talked about that before, that like... It's always kind of in the list. Yeah, it's always um, a four ninety nine title. But I finally bought it. Uh, Hush was. And the only thing I know about Jeremiah Johnson is the fucking meme. Yes, like the close the close up meme. Of yep. Fucking Robert Redford, all bearded and looking fucking wilderness. Yeah, I remember really liking that movie as a kid. I, I don't remember hardly anything I about it. Um, so I'm actually looking forward to rewatching that. Upgrade was four ninety nine a while ago. That's I haven't fun. seen that another since Lee it came one, out. Another Lee one else. Oh. Uh, it, the hyperviolence fits then. Mm-hmm. Um, Army of Darkness was four ninety nine a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen Memoir that. Memoir of a Murder. I also picked up. Uh, have not seen that. That has been that. That's one you don't have to buy because it is fucking always streaming. Mm-hmm. I've still never watched it, and it's one of those that it's it's not only always streaming. It's always streaming in multiple places. Yeah. So I never felt ur- the urgency to watch it. Um, but I guess it's it's quite good. Uh, I bought a couple of uh, Audrey Hepburns. Mm-hmm. I've n- never seen any of them. Uh, those will fill in some years because those are early 60s. I think I'm missing. Oh, no, I'm not missing those. Um, Running Man. Lone Star was another one that was four ninety nine a while ago, but SD only. But then you said it's only available in SD. Yeah. So this time when it popped up, I bought it. Yeah, because um, yeah, that still hasn't gotten a Blu-ray release as far yeah. as I know. Um, should be a fucking Criterion film. I hate that that's... That, that film is criminally under underappreciated. Yeah. So good. And it's fucking yeah. starring Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, it's got a great cast. Um, that's all... That has been... I have like four or five that are like next on the list, and that's yeah. one of them. Maybe I'll watch that tonight. Or I'll try to watch so it tonight. Um, yeah, that would take us back to about the last time mm-hmm. we talked. Anyway, anything else? No. Wow, the first recording in a month went over two hours. There we go. All right, well, we'll be back when we're back. Yeah, yes. Probably after soccer season. Yeah.